Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. All right. Hello. Welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. And today we shall be sharing our top 10 lists of 2021. Slash 2020. Yeah, slash 2020. I tried to do as many 2021 movies as I could, but yeah just because of the pandemic stuff gets pushed back and yeah covid messed everything up and and so yeah now nobody knows what came out in 2020 and 2021 just the life timeline in general too i don't know what year we're even in now yeah feels like we're already in in 2023 yeah i mean what did 2022 even happen yet (sighs) who knows um but in the meantime, we're going to share what what films we found noteworthy. So, do either of you want to go first? <laughs> I can go first. Okay. okay yeah, I need to... Oh, right. and I guess yeah, I'll probably be rearranging that. even as you go on. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And just to sort of set the ground, like the basic ground things. You know, I'm sure some of us will probably choose some of the same movies, which is fine, you know. And these lists aren't final. You know, they never are. No list is ever final. Let's be real. Even in the scientific community, the lists are never quite final. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we're just we're just going to kind of go play it by ear. And uh, yeah. yeah, and, and was... some of these some of these might technically be 2020 releases um, here and there. Some of them might have come out in certain festivals, maybe released internationally. Doesn't matter. We saw them in 2021. We considered them 2021. Yeah, I had a what? couple internationals. <laughs> in my... Yeah, it happens. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple that I probably would add to my list, but yeah. wasn't able to see. Drive My Car being one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a big one for me. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we'll start with my number 10, which was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hmm. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Nice. I really enjoyed it. I, like, I was expecting it to be shit, <laughs> but it was, actually <laughs> I was pretty, too. it was actually pretty enjoyable. And, yeah. And the end really, really gets you. Oh, that's, that's cute. Good. Fuck, Red Letter Media fucked me up on that. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. I'll, they didn't I'll have to check it out. Yeah, they weren't they weren't fans. I mean, I could see why. You know, they do the whole passing the torch thing, but yeah, yeah. From what I like, again, I'm pretty spoiled on it now. It's like it's like the whole kids thing. I'm not a fan of like they they ream on that. Like, why are the kids doing every these movies these days? <laughs> stranger things kids and yeah and then i also i also just feel that it wasn't a comedy as much as the, like cause the first one the first one was pure comedy really <laughs> yeah yeah this one was kind of light on it but it's still i'd still consider it comedy yeah i mean when i first saw like the trailers and stuff i thought oh yeah this is awesome i want to see it but something turned me off along the way yeah <laughs> Well, I got a digital code still if you want it. Oh yeah, sure. I, don't, I, I don't do. Know I'll streaming anywhere or not? Probably is, but I'll 
take a free code. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, for me, Ghostbusters is like, I mean, the new Ghostbusters movie, it's kind of one of those movies that for me, it's like, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's not, it's not something I'm really in a rush to. Like, I, I'm always kind of looking for, looking out to kind of see what the kids from, like the, the kid from Stranger Things is doing these days and stuff like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I've seen all the other Ghostbusters movies. I, I don't have quite the same level of attachment to them that a lot of people do. I feel like, um, I, I mean, actually, to, truth be told, I, I've seen the second Ghostbusters movie more times than I've seen the first one. Uh, and that's not because I think Ghostbusters 2 is a better movie, keep in mind. I, I actually think the first movie is definitely a better movie. But the second movie, the second Ghostbusters movie with about the Vigo and the painting and all that stuff, the baby, that was the one that my siblings always watched when I was growing up. And that was the one they liked more for some reason. So that was the one I always watched. But, you know. Is that the one with the goop? Yeah, the goop coming out of the bathtub and they go into the sewer and there's the skeletons yeah. and all that shit. And there's the walking Statue of Liberty. There's like the demon cab driver everybody remembers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the coat comes alive. There's that scene in the courthouse. Anyway, um, there's a bunch of stuff that happens in the second movie. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like the second, the second movie I remember more than the first movie, but the first movie I do, I do like consider to be ob objectively a better movie. I think it's just and an all-time classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. I mean, you gotta love all that stuff, you know. And then, um, and also Rick Moranis is funny and uh, Sigourney Weaver, like, I always enjoy seeing her and stuff. And then I know they did some Ghostbusters movie in 2016 with, like, some Saturday Night Live girls. And I saw it and I, I remember, like, thinking it was, like, watchable but i don't really remember much else about it yeah. and um so that brings me to this new one and it's like oh I'll, I'll, I'll check it out but i i don't know if i'll get all the references and or, or anything i think maybe because i the first film i really haven't watched that many times i've only seen the first film like maybe two or three times and so i i don't remember like all the lines or it, like the last time i watched it i think was maybe like seven years ago but um yeah, I definitely want to see the new one. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. Cool. All right. Um, all right. Do you want to go next, or should I go next? Sure, I'll do. You go next, actually. Just okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, number seven, third. No, not number seven. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay, I got ten. Sorry, I was getting confused because my numbers are all messy and crossed out. Okay. Yeah, mine too. Number ten. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> um. Okay. So number ten. Okay, number ten. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Dune. Um. Not because I didn't love it. I do love it. The reason it's at number ten is because. As much as I enjoyed the experience of watching it and watching like the world building and, and I've rewatched it a couple of times actually and I've and there's more and more I'm enjoying out of like the little sort of story elements that they sprinkle in and kind of show throughout and stuff but um and sort of the the way they establish like some of the details of the characters and what happens later um as much as I enjoy all that the ending is such a buzzkill like when it just suddenly ends like and the girl's like this is only the beginning and the more i think about it it's like hmm. 
I don't know. I it, I just didn't like the way that ended very much. Like, because like it, like it's just when it's starting to get interesting, and like even though like I can appreciate everything else about it and all the little things that go in and and there I would say there's probably enough that happens in that movie to make a a, a full movie. Just that ending is just kind of it sort of deflates the energy a little bit. You know, I almost would have preferred that it just cut to black cut it like just when you know rip the band-aid off you know cut to credits well at what point it would have been more memorable you know like, but at what point because well maybe before they start leaving I, I don't know like i just but that ending just bummed me out for some reason because i think it's like for because i watched it with a bunch of dune book readers oh yeah and so they were like they they guessed that this would be where they ended because yeah. they're like wow we're like pretty deep in and we're not that far into the book yeah and they kept pushing back oh it's probably gonna end here probably gonna end here and it's like oh no it's definitely yeah. ending at this point yeah so, i guessed I mean, it too but um and for the the fact yeah. they wanted to make a sequel i wasn't too upset with the ending that they had to do that kind of thing yeah i think just for me like I mean, I, like I if just, they if they didn't get the green light on the sequel, totally a hundred percent, that would be a shit ending. Yeah, but he was Villanova's. Vi, I can't say his name. <laughs> Villanova. Yeah. yeah, he was taking a big gamble that he was going to get that sequel. Yeah, that's true, and I, I'm glad that it got greenlit because it does sort of put my fears at ease. But um, mm. but yeah, I just that ending just it's just it's kind of it's just kind of a bummer. And you know maybe it'll it'll grow on me more when the sequel comes out, and I won't mind it as much. But like, that's just sort of the one thing about that movie that just it just because of that ending and the way it just sort of like trails off. Like I feel like if it had just ended like before she said like this is only the beginning, and then something like I just maybe it was just that line. Like I I don't know maybe if she just hadn't said that I would have liked that ending more. Like. Because yeah, yeah, then it's like that. this is the only beginning. Okay, so then what are you gonna do next? And then oh wait, no, it's Super Mario Brothers where the girl busts in and says, "Mario, Luigi, you're never gonna believe this." And then they're like, "Oh, I believe it because I believe." And then it cuts to black, and it's like, okay, well then then what happens? But you never find out because they're never gonna make a sequel. Like, you know, the ending to Dune kind of reminded me of the ending of Super Mario Brothers. I guess okay. is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I liked everything else about it. Uh, what should we do if I? Because I do have this on my list a little. Oh, yeah. you can share slightly your higher. You should can, I you share, share at the number it is, or share it now? Well, I, I'm actually I, I'm I I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna say any more about it because you. I think you can you can share your thoughts when you get to it. Like, okay, I won't and, add too um, much more either. But, yeah, yeah. You just you know, speak from the heart. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, yeah. yeah. All right, my number ten. Then, if you're done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Uh, I went. I had a. This was one where I kept swapping it out, but I'll leave my other number ten for the honorable mention section. I went with uh, sensor. Mm. Okay. Cool. Yep. I uh, love. I don't know. I just love. All three of us here do love horror. Mm. This was fun. I love the slow burn horrors. Uh, the psychological kind of oh she's going crazy kind of whores um really well shot 
an interesting topic and theme. Um, yes. Yeah, I just yeah, I liked her slow descent into madness. <laughs> it was really nicely done. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that final act, like I didn't even notice uh, at the end, like it was when I was because I watched a little bit of like a red letter media on they talked about like because i noticed that they went from like a regular widescreen shot to uh four by three i thought it yeah. was just i thought it was just a quick cut that i just noticed but it actually happened over a course of like it was slowly panning in over a course of like 10 15 minutes yeah i just i just i just noticed it when it was done i was like oh wait oh they went to this just to you know oh that's neat that's cool but i thought it was yeah. even cooler that they did it over time that's incredible, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I noticed that until it was done or not. Yeah. I, I know at some point I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was when they were finally in, like, the... So, so just spoilers for this whole list. Uh, like, when they were in, like, that last scene of her... I don't know, they are killing... Doing, like, the final climactic scene, and she goes nuts and actually starts killing the actors. That's when I noticed, yeah. like, oh, they're wearing 4 by 3 now. They're just making the movie okay but i did i did not notice that it was slowly creeping in on that that was so cool once yeah. i went it back and saw really that cool. yeah that movie on a technical level was a masterwork um mm-hmm. it's on my list it's it's higher on my list I'll yeah, really. but um it was an honorable uh, mention for me okay. yeah i wanted to kind of put it higher but there were just yeah. other ones i had to i had to have it on the list but yeah yeah Oh, I love that movie very much. Um, yeah, I, I'll share my thoughts on, on it when I get to it. But, um, yeah. but that that yeah, that final act though with the screen format change, um, I love I love seeing that kind of stuff in movie and when films sort of mess with your head like that. And I felt it, it was utilized really well in Sensor, you know, because it made you feel like the character. It made you really feel like you were there. It was, it was mm-hmm. really effective. You know? Oh yeah, you were in her shoes the whole time. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a thoughtful, uh, it was a thoughtful and simple way of expressing something really intense. You know, I I like that. That was wicked cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number nine is Oscar nom uh, Coda. Hmm didn't see it yeah it's it's good i mean it's a typical story i guess but just the what what is it about like the only thing that i don't i that kept me away from is apple plus i don't i don't know if i necessarily agree with that shit Right, something, yeah. ab- something about apple tv just turns me off and i'm like i don't okay yeah i only had it because uh when we bought our phones last time we got free like six months for it yeah okay but yeah it's a uh, coda stands for child of deaf adults i think yeah so it's a family uh three of them are deaf and then one can hear it's about yeah. her finding a her love for music and her parent parents well specifically your mom doesn't really want her to do that no oh, okay sounds cute i like a little family drama movie i want to see that one yeah it's that got a good really buzz good. and shit too yeah it looks like a like a good 
Disney movie. Like if like if Disney decided to make like the same type of movie that they usually make, you know, with like the you know feel good sort of elements and the life affirming sort of aspects and the and the the satisfying sort of like plot developments and stuff, but done like in like a really sincere way. Like they do it with their animated movies, but. With their live action movies, they've they've often had a harder time sort of finding the, the right balance between being like um, charming and sincere, you know. And I feel like Coda looks like something that like like if they wanted to make like a serious movie that had like a serious good message to it, yeah. it would probably be something like that. Now that you say that, it's definitely live action Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just guess based on the trailer, you know. I still yeah. want to see the movie. I, I it does look really like something I would I would enjoy, like and and like smile about. Like I would watch it and and really feel happy that I watched it. You know. Yeah, that's really so. good, and it takes place in Massachusetts. So mm, nice. That's cool. Okay, love the New England movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have a, basically an honorable mention one for, oh. for just because of where it takes place. Nice. Nice. Do you want to say it now or no? Oh, oh wait for it because it was the number oh. 10 as well. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Um, all right. So, okay. On a much darker note. Um, <laughs> so we always, I, I mean, everybody has to throw in a controversial pick once in a while. Is it going to um, be one? I think. Yeah, this one is. Is it like, going to be that one? Uh, I'm going to try not to say too much about it. Um, it's called New Order. Okay, not the one I was and, thinking of. Then. Oh, okay, fear. <laughs> now I'm curious, which one were you thinking about? Uh, Detain. Oh well, okay. I'm not going right. New Order. I'm going to talk about for the moment. Yep. Um, uh, so New Order, uh is super super controversial um for reasons that that i can't help but feel are a little bit like it makes me feel like a lot of people who are complaining about this movie haven't actually watched it um because everybody sort of is like poking at some sort of like aspect of the film that has to do with like class like i think a lot like there's a lot of people who are watching this movie and are thinking that it's saying that lower class people are like evil and I really am like, I, I watched when I watched this movie, I was focused very like heavily on it because I know that it was like trying to say something really intense. And basically, it's a Mexican movie. It's actually not that great. Of oh, movie. Yeah. I'm only putting it on this list because I think more people need to watch it. Um, yeah, it's a Mexican movie um, about this uh, basically uh, uprising that occurs among the citizens uh between like the lower class and the upper class you know where the lower class start basically just like causing like rioting and going berserk right and um and so you know as a result of this and it's a pretty intense movie like because you're following like this sort of rich circle of people but it's kind of cutting back and forth between other sort of situations that are happening at the same time as well and uh throughout the course of the film you know basically militarization ends up kind of coming into play throughout like throughout the course of the it's like a gradual thing and then by the end of the film it like it's almost like it becomes a completely different sort of thing where it goes from you know like this one situation 
involving a civilian uprising to a situation that is essentially like a like a fascist militarized like hyper like north korean type of like crazy shit um so basically what i'm trying to say is that like this movie is trying to say something much more profound than like class disputes like in my opinion the most sympathetic character in the film is actually like a poor person trying to get his wife to uh, to a hospital and so like i don't even like buy the whole and i think most of the controversy seems to be spent like stemming from something that the director said which like the director probably said something really stupid and like to me it's like it doesn't even matter because this isn't a movie about class. You know, it's a movie about militarization. And I think the reason it's a movie that I think some people need to watch is because militarization is actually a very scary thing that can happen and does happen and still happens. And so the film's about something that's pretty real, you know? So that's why I put it on my top 10 list. Um, so yeah, New Order. That's that's my number nine. I've seen that one. Never heard yeah. of it, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I mentioned it on one episode, but I, oh, I didn't maybe. dig too deep. Kind know. of maybe it's not familiar. I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah. I do, um, I do love you know Mexicans. Film got my brothers representing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean it's definitely it's a good. In my opinion, it's very well made. But um, but I look it up and the amount of hate it gets is crazy because I think because everybody's sort of focusing on such a small aspect of it that like isn't even like the main part of it just kind of bums me out a bit you know like i guess like when it comes to movies like this like i'm just i'm calling for like maybe a little bit less of a not like an absolutist type of like i i think people need to approach it from more of a non-absolutist point of view you know just kind of look at the film on its own terms rather than just like little details that aren't even important you know that's just my view anyway all right uh, your turn <laughs> my turn my number nine you know i wouldn't even like I, I i put it here more for this time setting i saw it in and everything hmm. uh it's it's just a, uh the quiet place too like i can't say it was like you know an incredibly i mean it was really well done of course definitely recommend if you loved the first one this one's good but it's uh, after the first act, it does kind of just follow in the footsteps of this first one, um, and I just yeah. had to put it on there because I like it was one of the first movies back I saw like when stuff started opening back up. But it, I saw it in the drive-in, which I haven't seen a movie in a drive-in in I don't know decades. <laughs> Literally, I think shit. I don't remember the last movie what was this, but oh, yeah. yeah, and it was just. I don't know, fun. <laughs> like, I did like, can't say, I don't know, like, I don't have much more to say on it other than, like, if you, like, like, if, because it's, yeah, not like a, a movie that'll blow you away if you saw the first one. It was just more of the same, but right. the same is still real good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and I'll say the, 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 the real, real good stuff was the first act of the, how the society actually fell was with John Krasinski still in in it. Yeah. That was just really fun and really good, really well done. Seeing just shit hit the fan instantly. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's like not to spoil it a lot if you want to see it. Have you seen guys seen it or um if did you see it that? 
No, not yet. Okay, well, the it's not a big spoiler on how things happen. You did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it happens. Starts off. They're at a. They're just at a his kid's baseball game, and then the aliens come and start murdering people, and it was just (laughs) real, real real cool to see. And it's of course in like everything they like. It's one of those horrors that like the quiet place as well in this one that they actually do smart shit which i yeah. appreciate like there ain't no texas chainsaw massacre netflix no it's one where they're constantly making correct decisions <laughs> yeah correct smart decisions that you know just the aliens are just a little bit more powerful than they know because they're still you know unknown but yeah yeah I, I would agree. I um I like both the Quiet Place movies. I like the first one more, but um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The, the first one just had me in tears at the end. I was like, yeah, the okay, first one was great. good. The second movie, though, I actually thought was the second movie. I mean, it was it was it wasn't perfect, but like no, I, no, I, I was I was yeah. entertained by it very much, and I I did like it like all the way through. Yeah, um, and I put it on the list just because it was a good sequel as well. Yeah didn't fuck anything up so yeah know. not substantially it managed to stay pretty pretty close to like the spirit of the first one overall even though it goes in a totally different direction like after that intro it's still like you know it does its own thing and it's fine like i i still liked it so yeah so, all right cool excellent still gotta check that one out. i keep forgetting it's on uh <laughs> It's on Paramount Plus. <clears throat> yeah, that is a lot of good stuff on there now too. Yeah, get into Paramount Plus. Yeah, I accidentally got a year of it. I did the free oh, trial. Lucky you! <laughs> Binge that Survivor, man. Oh man, that's why I want it. Just, just to binge some Survivor, old old school Survivor. Give you the password if you want it. <laughs> I'm gonna try out for Survivor. I, I do. I throw my I throw an application in every year. Nice. Uh, we're on eight, right? Uh, oh, that was yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if you were the one that started, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, eight. Okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, my number eight. I guess it's a. 2020, 2021, kind of in the gray area there. Uh, yeah. uh, Shiva Baby. Oh, that's on my list. Mm. Shiva Baby was excellent. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I watched it today. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I like that movie. Um, I, th- I thought it was scarier than Uncut Gems. Oh, my God. This one <laughs> freaked me out hard. Yeah, I uh, I did a double feature of this and Krisha. Oh, oh I didn't. I haven't seen that one. You should. Oh, if, if that if Shiva baby gave you anxiety, this one gave me so much anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Krisha. Yeah. Oh, Krisha is so like oh, it's so <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> ah, yeah. I gotta see it. Yeah. I love horror movies. I I mean, it. I, I love mo- horror movies that aren't quite horror movies, but like sort of are at the same time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Shiva Baby definitely falls into that horror yeah. thriller 
thriller at the very least. Yeah, it's like a social thriller, you know. Yeah, yeah. no violence or anything, but just yeah. so like anxiety pumping. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about it, but <laughs> it's worth seeing. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. I'll I'll I can allow because it's uh, way up higher on my list, so I'll yeah, elaborate a bit why I liked it when we get oh, to yeah. that. That sounds excellent. And um, I also, actually, before I say my number eight, I should mention um, my number nine choice, New Order, was uh, that technically was a 2020 film. So, yeah, like, um, but I didn't see it till 2021. So, okay, yeah, I'll try and yeah. poke out any 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so my number eight choice, I, you know, I could have gone with a normal animated movie because um, I actually, I thought Disney actually had a good year overall when it came to animated movies. I liked Raya, I liked uh, Encanto, and I liked Luca. I thought all three of those were solid movies. Luca was Pixar, but still, Pixar. like, all three of those were solid movies. <laughs> and um, what were the other two films that were nominated for Best Animated Picture? Um, was Mitchell, Mitchell and the Machines? The Machine? Yeah. I like that too. And then Flea, I, I I'm gonna need to give that one another shot because like the animation, like it irritated the crap out of me, and it was hard for me to kind of follow it because the animation was just like really, it was really choppy, and it just I don't know. I'll give it another shot. So I'm I'm not I haven't given up on that one yet. Yeah, I do um, want to watch that before we do the Oscar stuff. Yeah. I've fallen but, out on animation all so hard, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, there hasn't been a whole lot of animation. Either yeah, it's just all Disney. Out. Yeah, that's the reason why. It's the, the original Disney's don't look all that appealing, and then the Pixar's, I feel, kind of have dropped in their... I mean, yeah. they still get pretty good reviews for the most part, but like something about them after Disney being more controlling over them, it feels, is just a little... Oh, it's a little disappointing yeah i didn't mind luca i must admit like i i mean it was i know that's not everybody's favorite but i like the setting a lot and i like the it looked good that. it looked good and yeah. i do want to see it yeah mitchell's yeah, versus the machines is really good it's not just yeah mm. i liked all of the, I, I liked all of those movies um so leave it to me to choose an animated movie that isn't any of those and allow me to nerd out for a moment while I announce that my number eight choice is Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice uh, upon a time. I actually saw I that. I saw that like because I was doing a little research on what like just movies to, I should watch. And that was on there. I was like, oh, okay. oh yeah. Interesting. Well, well, you know, it's pretty incredible. And, you know, it's flawed. It's Evangelion. You know, like it there's holes that one can poke into to godsend but you know the point is the new the rebuild series it's over it's finished this was the finale they amped it up you know and then in typical evangelion fashion which i would expect no less from they messed with my head they threw me for a loop they confused the crap out of me and you know overall i they left me with something to think about and that's really all I want from Evangelion overall. Like, I don't necessarily care if I like it or not. I just want to be challenged. I want my viewpoints to be, you know, blown away. And I want my, my thoughts to be to be all jumbled and, and tossed about. And, and mm. Evangelion delivers that for me. 
and this last one definitely uh, delivered the goods, so to speak. So that's my number okay. eight choice. Yeah, I've only seen like one of them, and I think it was just the first one. Oh yeah, well, I the series really is 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 like the premium thing to watch, but the rebuild is in its own way is really special. Um, it's just. I don't know. I it really I guess it depends on what like what you kind of grew up with. I I what I've seen the series, the Neon Genesis of Evangelion series like several times. The rebuild films I've only seen once, but um I'll probably rewatch them, you know, now that I've watched all four of them. So that's something I've never watched. I keep I see the title like everywhere, but I've never checked it's it just, out. It, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big just, anime, yeah. It, it's the Sistine Chapel of anime. Uh, it really is pretty incredible. So. All right, that was my number number eight. Uh, my number eight was Dune. Then, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, to go off, I guess to get my my two cents on it, uh, I liked that we're getting a new franchise. Mm. just in general like a little sick of the star wars marvel i mean that's really the only franchises out there right <laughs> yeah now. star wars and marvel yeah. but there's so so many of them yeah and i like that this is mature um it has a dedicated fan base that for like from what i can tell is it has a deep deep lore cool shit like the books yeah. like scared the fuck out of me because they're so long so i never even wanted to attempt to read the first page of them but uh from what i can tell my friend because again i did a little viewing party thing with my friends on it and uh they thought it was good um okay and i liked it for not Knowing shit about it, so excellent. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to sort of see like what happens next. I I really am, and you know, the first film I really like. It's definitely something I'm gonna probably watch a few more times. Like, I watched it I mean? twice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are so many things about it that were really satisfying both like on an emotional level and also just to kind of see like certain things actually be sort of like taken seriously like and actually given like a visionary type of treatment that you know which i i don't know necessarily like i guess one could argue whether or not the the quality of this film measures up to something like blade runner 2049 but to me it's like apples and oranges like two different things that you can't even really compare um yeah no i think dune is really special um and i i i'm looking forward to you know seeing this whole what they do with it evolve you know so yeah especially for um sci-fi got some good uh yeah got the oscar nom so we'll see yeah i'm glad it got nominated yeah all right uh my number seven is uh suicide squad sorry the suicide squad oh yes of course (laughs) sorry i was gonna say wait a minute 
wait a minute. Nice. Hold on. Will Smith. James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just like the more mature uh, way they went with it. And I love James Gunn stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was solid. I love the kaiju twist that it went in toward the end. That was, that was special. Yeah, and I like how he brings in obscure characters like Polka Dot Man. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, I like the Suicide Squad. Um, I, and yeah, it definitely felt like a bigger, more epic type of film than the original. So, yeah, like one hundred percent. Um, Sorry, just having some internet hiccups in my. Oh yeah, no worries. How do I sound? Oh, you sound fine. So... You were you were freezing a little bit here and there. Yeah, it's popping in and out or something, but. Oh, okay. See if it fixes itself in a minute. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> okay, so my number seven is uh, the it's a uh, Italian film, The Hand of God which um, it's on Netflix and uh, I, I don't want to give too much away. It, it got nominated for best international film. So that's pretty cool. But um, it's pretty yeah, much. I, just about... I... Yeah. Go ahead. Go. Um, okay. Um, yeah. It's pretty much just about this kid who is sort of in like a aimless spot. He's like sort of, He's kind of studying philosophy, doesn't really quite know like where he's going. And then like he kind of gets hit with a family tragedy. And uh, yeah, like I don't want to really go too much more into it. But, you know, I really enjoyed it a lot. You know, And like it's one of those movies where like after the pandemic and stuff, because I know Italy kind of had a tough time there in particular at one point. And it's kind of nice to just sort of see a movie like where... Italy feels alive again, you know. It's just just made me smile. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw it on the list and I thought I I want I was thinking about seeing it, but yeah. Again, I had really too many to cram it. in. Yeah, no, no worries. It's it's understandable that I, I really liked it all. It's like a it's like a quaint, it's a quaint picture, is how is what I would call it. So. Add it to the watch list. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see how I can do this. Okay. If I can get through it. <laughs> um, my number seven um, was French Dispatch. Ah, excellent. Yes, French Dispatch. Yep, I watched. I watched it this morning as well. Nice. <laughs> so, Very um, cool. And I had, and I just, mostly I had to put a, you know. Wes Anderson up in here. <laughs> yeah. When he puts one out, I love him. Could have been higher if it like wasn't necessarily a anthology. I don't know. I'm not a fan of the anthologies. Yeah. Um I like the first one the best, I think. Same. Yeah. And then but it, you know, had all the good uh, Wes Anderson stuff, you know the 
beautiful yeah. cinematography, the funny characters, all that kind of witty writing, cute stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How do, oh. I'll stop right now on that because I'm getting some feedback and shit. How am I sounding? Sound good. It, I mean, I'll jumbled here and there but yeah cuts in occasionally but nothing nothing too too bad yet so all right let me do something real quick and see if it'll okay all right do you want Some us to right. keep talking uh if you want yes you can go ahead uh okay so connect to another i'll connect to another little net all right, cool. Um, I'm connected, so maybe it looks a little better. Maybe we'll see. Yep, I'm on yeah. a new new network, so we'll see if this works better. All right. Uh, yeah, no, the French Dispatch. I did. I, I actually quite like that one too. I um I saw it in the theater, and um, yeah, it, I I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um. It, it definitely, yep. I do agree, though, the anthology setup is a little bit, um, I mean, for me, like, the actually, the aspect of it I was most intrigued by was the stuff going on at the, new, like, at, at the actual newspaper. At the yeah, actual me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. Like, that stuff, to me, was, like, consistently interesting. And um, I think the stories themselves could have been interesting on their own terms if they had been individual films or something. But, like, when you condense them, really like you have to just sort of enjoy the visuals and enjoy the acting and but you can't really get a whole lot else out of it like you ordinarily like Wes Anderson's yeah. movies all have like emotional beats and peaks to them and this movie all of those were kind of more at the newspaper station so yeah and like some like the second one I it was a little hard to follow what was necessarily going on because there was just a lot of shit being thrown around mm, yeah second film the second one was quite confusing it was i think i don't there was a lot of like context of the time period that like the film didn't really quite elaborate on as much as it could have that i think was missing i think like a lot of people are going to probably like not really be able to follow the second story in particular you know just because like there's too much ground to cover about like the time period and the context of like the revolution and, and the, like the student protesting and like yeah there's an interesting movie called the dreamers that sort of touches on that but anyway but um di uh, did you see the french dispatch zach yeah uh it just barely didn't make the top 10 i think it, it's number 12 <laughs> nice but, okay yeah i, I understandable it. yeah yeah yeah, I think uh, it's probably at the bottom of the Wes Anderson list, but still good. It's Wes Anderson. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, I didn't like Isle of the Dogs either. So this is... Yeah, that's at the bottom bottom of my list. <laughs> yeah, so this, this follow-up was a little disappointing, but still good Wes Anderson-y. Yeah. Just, just at least scratch that itch. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like... I think I've liked pretty much all of his. I mean, Bottle Rocket. I I think it's one I'm going to eventually warm to, in time. I love that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just I just need to sit on it a little bit more. But I've liked everything. I've in fact I've loved pretty much everything else I've seen of his. So. Oh yeah. Um. 
Isle of Dogs. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I, I got what they were going for with it. And like, I, I mean, I didn't, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot, but it was definitely like not good. Yeah. <laughs> something, something was missing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Was that another book adaptation or did he, did he do that? Write that? I think he, did, I think that was an original thing. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, but what, but it wasn't good, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I have to say on the French Dispatch, I guess. Okay. So, oh, my number six is Dune. Okay. Ah, excellent. Word, word. Yeah. Cool. A good choice. Yeah, I, uh, I just watched the Lynch version like <laughs> a while before seeing this. So, yeah, it's like night and day. <laughs> um oh and by the way some people sort of wonder if like it's possible to watch the dune version and still like enjoy this or enjoy the book and in my opinion it is because the dune version is honestly just such a mess that it doesn't even really matter like (laughs) yeah i'm interested but not interested enough to watch it (laughs) I like Lynch too. I like Lynch a lot too. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is the Lynch film that even Lynch doesn't like. That's what I've heard. Yep. Yeah. So take that. Take that as you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything? Is there anything else you want to say about Dune? Or not really. You guys pretty much <laughs> said all the good stuff. Yeah. Good yeah. cast. Good yeah. music, Hans Zimmer. You know, you got what's his name, Jason Momoa. Um, you got what's his name, Oscar Isaacs, the guy who played mm-hmm. who's in the Nativity Story, who everybody <laughs> thought was playing Jesus. Mm. Of course, <laughs> um, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya. Yeah, yeah. Two up and coming yeah. youngins. Yeah, everybody loves Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, every, yeah. everyone was pissed she wasn't in it as much as they advertised. Yeah, of yeah, course, of course. Know. You know they'll they'll definitely make up for it in the sequel, I'm sure. You know, yeah. and then everybody loves Timmy Tim, and then who, who? There was somebody else that was in it that um, there was somebody I really like. Oh, Javier Bardem is in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, good cast, good visuals. The sandworms were awesome. I uh, liked the fight shit, like with that body armor stuff they have. That was really neat. Yeah. Like they can't use guns. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I've seen I've seen like uh, videos of it. It's hilarious. It is so funny. (laughs) Yeah. There's a sci-fi mini series of Dune that like I don't know. I'm I'm always gonna have mixed feelings about that one. And there's a that documentary too of Dune. Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky's Dune. I want to oh, see that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh. Well, have you seen that one, Zach? Not yet. It's on my list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Never oh, man. List. Mm-hmm. Well, wait to see what his vision was. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was out there. Oh man, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see it. It is hysterical. Okay, I, I won't spoil it. All right. 
number six, my choice, Summer of Soul. Um, <clears throat> when it can like when it like there's something about like a uh, concert documentary. It, they're hard to make. They like it's hard to get them right. But Summer of Soul, honestly, I loved. Um, it was about this. Uh, what was it? The Harlem Cultural Festival in 1969, same year as Woodstock. So okay, yeah, 1969, and um, it's kind of the. It was the music festival that happened that year that people don't talk about, and it had like. Um, like Nina Simone and like Sly and the Family uh, Family Stone and uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips and all these all these like musicians, um, Fifth Dimension. Um, I think Stevie Wonder. It was there. No, oh, damn. It, you, was this a documentary or? Yeah, it's okay. a documentary, but it also has like the footage of the concert of the of the performances as well. And this is stuff that people haven't even seen either. Like this is like wicked obscure shit, and it's all in this documentary, like Summer of Soul. And there was another music documentary I saw, um, the New Beatles one, the, the yeah. Get Back, which is uh, my friends and I. Because I saw it with um, some other people, and I think we called it the Lord of the Rings of music documentaries. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, that's a meme. I'm pretty sure by now. Yeah, uh, yeah. at this point, it is. Yeah. I want to see uh, it, but fuck, is that long? It's really, really good. But yeah, you do have to wait. I through. love the I Beatles mean, too. You it's have to like... really, if you love the Beatles, then you'll love it. I do. Uh, like... But you have to like really, really love the Beatles. Like, I you have do. To through... <laughs> yeah, I really All do. Right. But... Well, good because like you'll get plenty of them in this. You'll get like plenty of Paul McCartney acting possessed. You'll get like tons and tons of footage of john lennon mugging for the camera you'll get um you know george harrison constantly ha like being confused and wandering around not knowing how to feel and you'll have ringo Starr pretty much just chilling and being like the coolest dude ever and you'll get plenty of hours of that but to me like that it doesn't really get good until like the final concert at the end when they're on the con like on the on the on the roof because like throughout the course of that concert like not only do you see them perform the 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 songs but you also see like the reaction on the ground level and you see the cops go in and try to stop them and you see everything and it's wicked awesome so the whole thing is worth sitting through just for that i mean the ending really makes it worth it it's quite the journey um but it, it yeah i like i like to get back i thought it was good but honestly, when it comes to music documentaries, like I think Summer of Soul, like just it beat it out for me. You know, I don't think I heard of that one. It's really, really good. I think it's also I, I saw it actually in the theater, um, but I believe it's also on Disney Plus. I believe. Okay. Um. And I'll just throw a quick honorable mention just because we're on docs. Um, yeah. It's technically a 2021 uh, Painter and the Thief. Oh, yeah. I want to see that one so bad. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. It's really like, I don't know if, actually, because it's at some points, I just wonder like how staged it is, like if it is staged at all or like what, because it was just incredible how they got everything they did and just. So what it basically is, just a quick rundown, is um, it, it's a 
one of the nordic countries like they're in oslo for most of it but she she's not from there and she speaks english and there's some like swedish language that like they go in and out of that so it is a foreign doc yeah and there's just this really talented painter who was getting a show and uh but before the show her the two murals she worked on that she you know had really intimate connections with were stolen by some tweakers and uh she really is like so obsessed with getting the getting them back understandably because it was like kind of like yeah almost some of her life's work really and she finds the main guy and like just it forms like this an intimate bond with him and it's just like incredible there how like it just develops into like you like you see the dude just oh it's so beautiful honestly there's just yeah. like the scene where she, she it reveals it because she was like i want to just talk to you i want to do a portrait portrait of you in the in the beginning of the movie this is just to you know get to know who you are why you did this what's your deal and like she does a portrait of him and then like she reveals it to him and he's like he's still like drugged out tweaking and he just like sobs uncontrollably and weeps and like it was just like oh because he's he's like yeah he, he had a huge like good upbringing he was a pretty well athlete he's a smart dude yeah but just got down the wrong path and you could just tell that like he got hit emotionally with this portrait he first saw of her that she did and just like from there it like goes into like this this incredible relationship story of these two and it's just like so amazing that sounds Can't recommend awesome. it enough yeah it's on my watch list i i that one i've been really intrigued by for a while like i wrote like a short story in middle school that was about something like that it was just like it's just about like a like a thief and a painter like and oh. i was reading this like the plot somewhere i was like oh wow that's like okay so that's something that okay that's interesting you know and i yeah. just it got me thinking yeah i, I want to see that yeah. yeah and there's so many twists and turns for a documentary too it's like wow oh my god and it was filmed over three years as well just because of what took place during it it was just yeah amazing and the okay. final final like 30 seconds to a minute is just like gut-wrenchingly beautiful like i oh, was sobbing so hard during it. it was like oh god yes yeah I gotta see it, and I should say this: that's not the Summer of Salt. That's not the last documentary I have on my list. So. Okay, All right, word, yeah, yeah. So, what was that number six? Are we on then? Yeah, number six. Yeah. All right. So my no, my real number six. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, Painter and the Thief was gonna be number nine, but I just yeah. I had to boot it for other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, number six for me was um, another round oh i want to see that so bad it's, i love it it was really it was really good uh i saw it over the weekend um it was, it was like i love mads nicholson yeah um, me too and yeah it was just it's a movie that's i mean it's shot really well it's a denmark movie so it's takes place over there um yeah it's about a group of teachers that there's like this theory of that some psychologist uh, made that humans are actually now or have been born with uh, 0.05 l- 
less BAC, like blood alcohol content in their body than they're supposed to be. So right. to so to operate at an optimal level, um, people should be uh, drinking all <laughs> drinking all day, basically. Not like heavy drinking, but like keeping that 0.05 uh, constant thread throughout their day, and they'll be peak performance, which is. I think something to it because there's like that uh, there's like a programming theory as well for computer programmers. Yeah. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Which by the way, Zach, have you seen another round? I haven't. I wanted to. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. It's called the Balmer peak for programming. At least it's a theory yeah. that computer programmers obtain quasi magical superhuman coding ability when they have a blood alcohol concentration between that seems high 0.129 and 0.138 that seems real high uh but yeah, yeah. uh it's it goes off that theory of but any yeah, other teachers like mad mickelson is um a history teacher that's kind of just going through the motions his okay House home life isn't the greatest. Growing distant with his wife and everything, but once he once they, they like this group of four, they start this experiment and shit livens up. Uh, yeah. He starts teaching well. You know the kids start getting into it. You know he was in a bit of trouble for not being a great teacher and almost not necessarily getting fired, but you know taken off his position there. But of course, alcohol is, is does what it does and alcohol, start. Yeah starts gripping you they start up in the ante and then things start kind of devolving into some darker territories and excellent and and as someone like and it really like one reason of course why i I like that is i do have i don't drink i'm sober now because of you know the shit that alcohol does and yeah uh, it was really yeah hit home for me i was like damn I see what they're doing. I see how it's going. I see like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Thomas Vinterberg has made some brutally honest movies and he's, he's definitely not like the type of filmmaker who's like afraid of digging his, dig his digging his fingers like deep into like some really sad, troubling social issues. Yeah. Um, and it's, and then the thing about it is it's like, they don't, stop even like when shit goes bad like at the, at the very end they're still drinking they're still partying yeah. like no spoiler like they're i think it's in the the, the trailer is like the last yeah. scene of mads mads doing that d- d- bomb ass dancing like my favorite yeah. scene was that last scene of him just dancing and it was so good and yeah. um and one just like speaking of the director that you mentioned like what i found it fascinating is that so mad's family he has two sons in it yeah but originally it was a son and a daughter and his his daughter was the actual real life daughter of the director but she actually died four days into filming and due to a car crash oh he's like holy how did he even want to keep continuing to make this movie yeah wow that's something that's heartbreaking yeah well <clears throat> I know Thomas Vinterberg also worked with Maud Mickelson in um, that movie, The Hunt, which not the one that came out uh, this year, I think it got delayed or last year, not that one, but a, one that was nominated mm-hmm. for uh, best international film, like I think back in like 2016 or 2015. I wonder, and that's I a, 
Oh, uh, you might have if you're. A I love Mads, but I don't know if I've seen it honestly. Uh, well, it is a terrifying movie um, that I highly recommend. Yeah, and then I have also, that one. oh, you oh, it's. I haven't it's seen it yet, but it's definitely worth watching. But it's really like it, it terrifies you. It, it like it's really really like scary to think about. Um, and then a, a, one of Vinterberg's films recently got put out by the Criterion Collection, The Celebration, which is another really powerful film, but is also like very dark and very messed up. So, mm-hmm. um, another round I definitely want to see. Oh, I, I highly good. recommend it. Yep. Excellent. I do, and just, you know, I have another Mads in the. The, the the honorable mentions because <laughs> I just Ooh. have some funny shit to say about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. All right, well, all right, cool. So number five for me yeah. is Titan. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it cool. is. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, I was just I was kind of expecting it to be a little more body horror ish, right? But. Mm-hmm still good for what what it is yeah yeah definitely yeah it uh it sneaks up on you it's uh it it doesn't do it doesn't quite go in the direction you think it's going it starts off going in one direction but then it just you know starts it's wild yeah Yeah. exactly it's definitely wild yeah Uh, no well i it's an honorable mention for me, and I almost put it on my list, but I figured yeah. one of you guys would have it on there, so I was like, oh. yeah. "Do you have it well, on your list, Tristan?" Yes. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might even yeah. be able to guess which 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 uh, position it holds, but you know, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but, but, I think but, I know uh, now that you said that. Then. <laughs> yeah. But um. All right, cool. So your number five is Titan. Uh, yep. Okay. My number five is the Nicolas Cage movie Pig. Um, yeah. I, okay. I, I yeah. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it is. I found it quite exquisite. Yeah, mine's way higher. Uh, excellent. <laughs> I right. that. So I, I honestly like one of my favorite movies. I've like not to spoil my point where because it's not it's not where you think it would be but it is literally one of the favorite movies i've seen of 2021 and slash i don't know last five years at least yeah (laughs) i loved it yeah i i yeah i mean i think um it took me on a journey i and it wasn't the type of journey I expected it to be either. You know, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect from this movie. I avoided the trailers because I knew that the trailers were misleading. I, like I, I yeah, that's what I, I didn't. I don't want. I've never watched trailers really, but I heard it was yeah. they, they marketed as John Wick with a pig. Yeah, exactly. And it's like okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see any trailers before I watched it, but reading the plot summary, that's what it seemed like. Yeah. And you think Nick Cage, you think it's going to be some crazy <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, exactly. And and it is crazy, but just not in that way, though. It's crazy in just the different sort of like, it, yeah, no, it, it takes you on a journey, you know, and I just I didn't know where it was going. It, it's like it was definitely the most one of the most unpredictable movies of the year, I'd say. Um, 
I'm so pissed it didn't get best 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 picture. I'm like, yeah. come on, Oscars, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Deserves something, you know. Best picture, in my opinion, and at least best actor with Nick yeah. Cage. Come on, Oscars, bunch of bureaucratic uh, fucks. Yeah, they're just like, meh, meh, meh. I don't want to give Nicolas Cage another. They don't want to give Nicolas Cage anything else. They've already given yeah. him too much. That's their feeling. They they're like, no, we already gave it to him for leaving Las Vegas. He, he you know, we don't owe him anything. So frustrating. I know they can piss off. Yeah. I think the Oscars are bullshit. <laughs> yeah, man. Me too. <laughs> Fuck them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I, yeah, I don't have anything more I want to say about Pitt because I'm sure you guys have more that you want to say about it or one of you or whoever. But um, I, I, I do. I, really <laughs> I do. Yeah. 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 I was very touched by it. I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. I think so, everyone should see it. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't seen it, you know, watch it before we spoil the shit out of it. You know, yeah. hurry. You still got a couple minutes left. All right. And I have a friend that saw it and didn't like it. And I was like, this is why, I, like, and you guys know him too. We went to high school with him. Uh, uh, but like, I like, and I also like, we sometimes talk about movies and stuff. And I, yeah. he has the shittiest taste in movies. <laughs> like, no <laughs> offense. I mean, offense to him, honestly. Like, yeah. Because I've called him out on it before, and then it was just like last weekend or something. He said, "So, because uh, I game with him all like all the time, yeah. we we're just chatting." He's like, "Oh yeah, so I saw Pig the other day. What do you guys think of it?" And I was just like, "The best movie of 2021, hands down. Loved it. Yeah. Best movie I've seen in a few decades." He's like, "What? I think <laughs> it kind of sucked." <laughs> I was like, "I didn't get it. Oh. I think it was boring. Nothing it happened." Just- I, like, he needs to watch I hate again. you. I fucking hate you, man. <laughs> I hate you. You're. This is why, like, because I've called him out on having shitty taste movies. Like, okay, this is exactly why you have shit taste in movies. <laughs> You're just proving my point with this, man. Was he also the friend that didn't like Midsummer? No, no, it's a different oh, one. He oh, actually okay. has good taste in movies, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's funny. No. So. So which one is that? Was it oh, my yeah, turn? Um, yeah, I, that, uh, my, yeah, it's your turn, and this is your number five. Number five? Okay. Yeah. I, <clears throat> my number five is uh, Boiling Point. Oh, okay. I haven't Either seen, you seen it. Have you seen it? Heard of it? I've heard of it. haven't seen it. I don't think I've heard of it, actually. What is it? It is a one-shot film. And it's a legit one shot. It doesn't have any sneaky cuts. It's uh, like secret, it's a, like they behind the pillar, and it's, oh, yeah, those are record. those are all uh, those are always frustrating. Like, yeah, like with like I loved uh, you know, Birdman, but I could yeah. tell there was like I could tell there were a few cuts. Like, still long twenty minute scenes and shit, but yeah, it was still impressive, but. And then, then, like, less so 1917 of whatever. Oh, um, yeah. I like See, that one. Have you seen Climax? Oh. Is that that? It's, uh, there's a, it's, oh, yeah. There's a couple I want to see. If that's, is that the one where there are people like rob shit and then at a night or something like that? It's the one, um, do you want to say the plot, Zach? Uh, it's like a theater troupe, and they're 
having an after party or something and the, they get drugged and it's just everyone tripping out. That's pretty great. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a dance dance troupe. Yeah. Okay, gets... yeah, that's not the one I was thinking of. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's darker it's than what it sounds Victoria. Like. Victoria yeah. was the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. oh Victoria, I love. I, I want to see that. That was good, yeah. I do want to see that one. Is, Climax is, I think I put that on one of my top five lists, if memory serves. I think oh, so. Yeah. Climax is messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just get back to boiling point. It's a yeah, it's a, a a one take movie, like straight up filmed in one take. They they and had they said they had like eight days to do it. For uh, hmm. eight eight days, twice two ta- uh, two times a day. But okay. due to COVID, they literally had to cut it in half. Um, I think they took like the third, second, or third one. And uh, it's a movie that it's it's just a restaurant movie. Like it takes place on a busy night at a five star restaurant in the UK. Hmm. Um, it ta- it's uh, who's the director? Philip Baraniti, who I guess had a shit ton of experience, like twelve years experience working even at because it. I guess it takes place even at an actual restaurant that, and he worked at it, and they filmed it in it. Um, it's just like, um, yeah, and it's just a night of shit that goes down. Like, granted, like, because I used to know or I've been somewhat familiar with it just by knowing people in the in the general business, and it was like really realistic and too. Like, granted, everything not everything in this movie that it depicts would take place in the one night, be, but they hit it home really well of what it is to be like the restaurant uh in the restaurant biz yeah uh, it stars what's his he's like you know in the G- guy Ritchie movies he's a um uh he's in boardwalk amp uh let me see yeah. steven graham steven graham. oh okay um <clears throat> yeah he's like the head chef um it just yeah just a bunch of shit goes down you know and then even like because it show it goes cuts it like goes back between the the, the back of the house and the front of the house and like That's the cool. front of the house shit gave me so much anxiety too watching just because of I, I just because i have social anxiety i could never be a waiter or a waitress just because of ugh, it just gave me so much anxiety because yeah. like when they switch every time they switch back to like the waiters shit i was like oh no oh no i don't want to see this but yes. it, was, it, was, it was good it was a real good well done one shot like nothing i mean yeah Oh, well, yeah, that sounds really, really good. I mean, I love, I like movies that give me feelings of anxiety, not because like I enjoy feeling anxious when I'm out in public, but because I like seeing a movie where I feel that feeling of like familiarity and relatability and, you know, yep. that can feel really cathartic. And uh, that's kind of yeah. why I like Shiva Baby. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's why I have it on my list. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, Boiling Point sounds really cool, actually. I, I, I'm, I, I highly recommend it. it. Yeah, I yeah. highly recommend it. You got to check that one out, especially if you're a fan of long takes, one shot films. Oh, yeah, I can get into those. They move fast. I mean, they. they Impressive, uh, too. Right? I just love the technological impressiveness of how it's yeah. like they got to be on it, on it, on it. Yeah. And like there's like a shot, like right on the in the beginning. Um, 
that they do a selfie like just okay we're opening we're about to open they do like a crew selfie and then like at the end credit they just show that selfie too and it's like nice cap that in like somehow they got all the tech to work like just regular that's... not like green screening it in because that's wouldn't really necessarily work with a one take right, like yeah. this and yeah it just flows <laughs> fantastically <laughs> the characters are all realistic and believable yeah that sounds really really good yeah check it out boiling point boiling point most definitely yeah <laughs> Okay, we're on number four. Yeah. All right, my number four is Shang-Chi. Nice. All right. right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. I'm more into Marvel than you guys, I know, but... (laughs) No, that's fine. That's fine, yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's just Marvel... Francis Francis Ford Coppola can fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But go on. But yeah, it's Marvel martial arts movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. actually did like Shang Chi, Shang Chi, or Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Shang Chi. Okay, yes, that's right. We're way we, Shang Chi is acceptable. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying Sorry. our best here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Shang Chi. I actually did like Shang Chi a lot, um, and you know the ending did kind of make me feel emotional um and the martial arts scene, scenes were actually pretty well done too mm-hmm. like i don't know Hell I yeah. Like, yeah pretty yeah the bus scene it's awesome ah uh-huh, the bus yeah. scene was great i even liked that uh skyscraper when they're fighting on the on the outside of the building thing yeah that was, that was cool. cool yeah i mean i i know a lot of people really liked um no way home and i i did too and i'm sure you guys you know maybe you have it on your lists you know so we can talk about that more when we get to it but um i i mean for me though i actually would say my favorite mcu movie that came out this year was shang chi that was the first movie i saw back in the theater too nice that's cool yeah all right, my number four is censor. Um, I, um, yeah, well, I mean, so one thing I really loved about that the movie Censor was like, even though I guess one could say that the twist, quote unquote, was predictable, I suppose, like where I guess now I could get into spoiler territory. Um, so like how the main girl is, it turns out like she like, is like going crazy and that like she, like all this shit that she's seeing and stuff it's like she's hallucinating and she's like kind of it's like a paranoid fantasy type of thing um like so where she goes off the deep end excuse me I, you could see it coming you could see the plot sort of developing in that direction but what i love about the film was is how like it makes up for that by being like so technically like with it it feels like the type of movie that would have actually like wound up on the video nasties list which is what the movie is sort of you know exploring is like not only this mindset of like how people like the kind of rationale people had in the early 80s in the uk during the censor board period but 
it also sort of explores like the mental psychology of somebody who is a censor themselves, you know, somebody who wants to bar somebody else or other people from seeing something because they personally don't like it. You know, it's a, it's a film that actually is sort of exploring that headspace a little bit. And, you know, throughout the film, you get sort of glimpses of what her sort of fantasized reality is. At one point, she goes to a video store and she looks at a tape and it's like happy, fun world, rainbow house, fence, white picket fence, like all that type of thing on the cover. And that's like scary, like suburban hell type shit, which is like, ugh. Like to me, that's more terrifying than most of the movies that are on the video nasties list, you know? And then at the end, like where she goes completely off the deep end and she's just so far gone that you don't even know like what her reality is anymore. Just the last, like the last like minute of the movie, it's use of subliminal imagery. So freaking terrifying. I, I thought it was a really scary movie, honestly. Um, probably like, probably the scariest movie i've seen this year um so far or last year i should say so far i mean i haven't seen every horror movie that came out last year but it was one that that like it stuck with me i don't know i don't know how to how else to put it like i i really really liked it i got a i got a horror movie on my honorable mention that was one of the scariest i've seen in a while but I'll leave that yeah. for then. <laughs> nice all right So my turn for number four. Yeah. So this is, I'll just, I'll just say the honorable mention that I kicked off on number four was Minari. Oh. And I, and I just, and I, I kicked it off because uh, it was nominated last year, but it was still a 2021 film. So yeah. I was like, ah, what, what, where are we in this one? I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was quite charmed by it. You know, A two four, they always kill it. You know, yeah. But my real, real number four is is uh, my real number four is Shiva Baby. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I just I just connected with it so well because I get that because it was shot really close up. Like it, it takes so I don't know spoileriness. It gets takes place in a. Just over a Shiva party, which I don't know how many people know what those are. It's basically like an after funeral thing for uh, Jewish people. Um, yeah. It follows. Like yeah. 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 Like the reception. I don't know what they're called after the funeral <laughs> in regular yeah. terms, but yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> um, it follows a girl that's kind of lost. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's, which I relate to heavily. But she she turns to being like a a sugar baby kind of thing, um, <laughs> you know, dating, having a little relationship with guys just to get money. But it turns out she doesn't really need the money. She's her parents are loaded and given her money, and yeah, so she's just doing it to I don't know, find herself kind of thing. She's and then so i did definitely relate to her with on that uh yeah. that aspect but also just like how it was shot was like so it was like all close up like because it was in a small house cramped tons of people everyone nagging her about like oh what are you doing what's your life how's it going and she's like so uncomfortable with it like which i am too like yeah like my mom is this kind of this she's kind of the same way that 
she she wants to show me off in front of her friends and hype me up when i i don't feel like <laughs> i qualify for that kind of shit like i'm like no mom just leave me alone let me sit in the corner i'm here let me just chill out but like there's that that hit with me too and then just the entire like i'm an introvert there's just way too many people on that movie just coming around yeah. bumping into people like i'd like that's why it's like a horror movie for me <laughs> like yeah i just felt so tense during the entire thing and the score helped immensely with it it no, was like yeah. so so intense to watch even though it was a nothing really happened particularly besides <laughs> like the drama of uh one of her shirt like the basic drama was uh one of her sugar daddies is at the shiv and knows the people she's you know there for and that's the main drama of it that's pushing the plot forward yeah <laughs> it's really intense too and just how everything ends up <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's, yeah, it's no. a nice short film too it's just like doesn't drag on any longer than it needs to be and yeah it's shorter than uh, it's shorter than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, like see that instead. Like yeah, oh, a hundred percent. This is a, this is a movie anyone yeah. should see. Yeah, see see Shiva Baby for sure. It's yeah. it's really good, honestly. Yeah. I yeah, no, one hundred percent agree with you. Like yeah, no, I, I it's easy to the the main character is very easy to identify with. It's easy to feel. Uh, so many people can understand kind of the way she feels in certain ways I feel like and yeah she's experimenting with sex she's you know kind of trying to do something outside of her own sort of suffocating circle and, and she doesn't uh, like what really like she doesn't know what she wants in life too when there's like a breakdown scene where she's just I don't know I don't know you know and it's like ah oh, fuck neither do I yeah. I feel ya and it just it hits close to home for sure there yeah. there are several cathartic moments that are that are short but sharp and and mm -hmm. the ending is also a killer too i loved the yeah. ending i loved yeah. it it was I so it funny too. it was it so was fucking funny it was absolutely hysterical you, you like have knots in your stomach but it's so funny yeah and you, you wonder like oh is this gonna go shit yeah. <laughs> and i want to see it to go shit but the way it ended is even just just as perfect yeah and, <laughs> And the credits start rolling, and it's just in that moment you feel like her at, the, at that moment, yeah. just sitting like uncomfortably still. Like, oh, yeah, it's a good movie. It's that's on my honorable mentions for sure. I I wanted to put it on my top ten, but I just you know didn't quite didn't quite make the cut. So. Yeah, that's when I saw today too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, yeah. what a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I also was looking for just short ones to jam in there. Yeah. So. Oh, Shiva Baby's an excellent one. Yeah. I rewatch <laughs> it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's good. It's, it's good to rewatch since it's not long, you know? It's like yeah. no longer yeah. than a Netflix hour procedural thing. Like, yeah. Oh, and also, like, I know that, like, because a lot, not everybody, a lot of people, like, might feel a little, like, tentative about the movie because, you know, shiva baby like it is like a very jewish thing but honestly like it's it's wicked easy to follow it's not confusing it doesn't yeah, like, throw I mean, a bunch of stuff at you that you don't understand or yeah if you're if you've watched really anything <laughs> yeah like if you watch seinfeld you'll get it <laughs> oh yeah like 
this is like light lightweight compared to Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's yeah, it's really pretty easy to follow. It's not good. It's actually less confusing than than most movies of this that like are about like like Jewish people. Like I'd say this film is actually like more easy to follow. So yeah, no. Okay. Uh, speaking of A24, my number three is uh, The Green Knight. Ah, nice. cool. Yeah. Nice. That's an honorable mention for me. Yeah. yeah. Honorable mention for me, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a good slow burn, unlike Power of the Dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome uh, folklore. Uh, stuff i haven't heard before so that was interesting i actually read so there's i think i guess it's based on a a longer book but i read like there was a a children's story version of it that's took like a 30 40 minutes to read before i because my friend washington said oh you probably want to read this real quick before you'll not know what's going on yeah I mean, I kind of got it, I, and I think I would have without having to read it. So I, it it's a friend that didn't like pigs, so I'm just like, oh, <laughs> all right, I can understand why you didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> yeah, A24 always kills it. So yeah, yeah, they're real good. Yeah, definitely. There was, a, there was, I there were a few A24 movies that I saw that came out last year that were really good that that was one that almost made the list um and then i also watched that uh, uh what do you call it um that joaquin phoenix movie the come on come on I watched uh, that. yeah i wanted to do that one before this yeah, yeah. it yeah. didn't make my list but that's another honorable mention that made my heart ache you know as somebody who is an uncle and hasn't seen their nephew their nephew for a couple of years that was it was very very touching um but no that didn't make my list um and then i also saw that one lamb did you see that i just saw it yesterday oh okay did you like it or i liked it it wasn't as good as i thought it was gonna be but oh what i just said i want to see it yeah yeah i was gonna say something but it'd probably ruin the ending so i'll wait (laughs) Oh yeah, I yeah I was I was very because uh, I, I did see it I was I was quite confused by it but um, I think I know I, like because I've seen a little reviews of it I kind of know yeah. what the ending was. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, check it out. We can talk about it once you yeah watch it and we'll discuss it. Same okay. with Power of the Dog. Like we'll okay. we'll reserve our thoughts you know on it i i had mixed feelings about both power of the dog and lamb um you know but i think both would be interesting to kind of discuss briefly at some point so if you ever get around to those two yeah (laughs) will do Um, yeah. yeah um so my number three yeah okay my number three is um and I, I i'm not quite sure when this movie was made i it might have been made this year but it might have been made last year i feel like the, i've seen, i've been seeing the poster for at least two years so i i could i have no clue but uh my number three choice is benedetta 
the new Paul Verhoeven film. Um, it's definitely a Paul Verhoeven film. <laughs> um, but what makes this one special? Okay, you can tell it's my type of movie 100%. It takes place in a 17th century convent. It's about a nun exploring her sexuality. And it's based on a, on a true story. It's based on a true book. Um, it is Paul Verhoeven in Paul Verhoeven mode, 100%. He's the director of Showgirls, you know, so we all know what that means. And, you know, Total Recall and all those movies. Like, he makes movies that, for whatever reason, hit the spot. And, and this one for me, I loved it so much I watched it twice. Like, I, I don't know. There's just something about a movie about a deranged, perverted nun that I just can't get enough of. And, and, and for me, it was a magical, it was a magical experience to, to watch, to think about, you know, sure, it had some sacrilegious elements, I, one could argue, but it was charming. I, I don't know. It's Benedetta. Like, what can I say? There's a, there's a nipple on the poster. Hey, I'm in. Yeah. The modern non-exploitation. Um, I mean, I don't want to call it non-exploitation, but I, I guess it kind of fits into that category. Although I think it's more sincere. Mm, um, okay. I mean, like she has like, I, I, I don't know. You just watch it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. One, um, I mean, in, in the general, unless you are you have something else or. Oh, I was just gonna say it, it was it was probably about on par with his movie L. Uh, you know. Anyway, yeah. Go on. I was just going to go off a, a quick tangent. Like one I saw, like nun type. It was a horror. Uh, and I didn't put it on the list. I did watch it during the my binge of these movies. Uh, uh, Saint Maud. Oh, nice. Okay. nice. It was just a 2017. So I was like, ah, that's way too far out for this. But no. Yeah, uh, I think it got released a little later. It, I don't know. That, got, was, that was a weird one. Yeah, it got delayed. Yeah, yeah like, that one. For a while, yeah. yeah. More A24. Yep. Yeah. 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 They're, they're goddamn yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. I have it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, same. Um, it's good. It's good. Good. It looks good. It looks like something I'd enjoy. <laughs> I mean, in the same thing, if you liked sensor, yeah, it's kind of that kind of same mindset, at least, just a different kind of nice. Yeah, that, yeah, that same I mean, kind of horror, I guess, without the you know, yeah, right, like the whole idea of like somebody who with like a who basically becomes a sexual path, like a, a psychopath out of sexual repression and or like some kind of social repression or like a repressive like personality yep. or repressive reaction. That's a really yep. interesting idea for a story for me, like in in my view. And so yep. yeah, I definitely. Maybe that's why I love Censor so much, but I, I definitely will have to see Saint Maud because it looked one hundred percent like that type of movie. Yeah, it is. It is definitely cool. it's not, nail on the head. No. Nice. Is, yeah. yeah. All right, Saint Maud. I'll definitely add it to my watch list. I mean, it's already on my watch list. I own it, so like I'm gonna watch it anyway. But yeah, I'm waiting for just that special that special time. Okay. Hmm. Okay, my number three now. Yes. Okay, my number three was licorice pizza. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It 
it was good. Like number three for a reason. I mean, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Me too. Um, I unfortunately haven't seen like uh, Phantom Thread. And what was the one before he did before that one? Oh, Inherent Vice. <laughs> oh no, I've seen that one. Oh, okay. I did like I did like that one, but yeah, not as my favorite Punch Drunk Love. Um, yeah. And then the this master, one is oh, and the master I like the, is the only one. Oh well, yeah, go on. What about, you've, I was about to. What was the master? Oh, yeah. I was just going to quickly say the master is the only one I, I, of his I've seen. I think that, that didn't quite click for me, you know. But mm. I, I'm going to give that one another shot at some point. So I liked yeah. it enough. Yeah, That's interesting. The performances were great. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Shit, his yeah. son, like you know, his son's the main character in this one. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Hoffman. Yeah, yeah I mean, he he did an excellent job. Yeah, that's awesome. He looks a lot like him. It's pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. Good. And like the uh, the uh, the main female protagonist is what's her name? Ham. Ham. Yeah, yeah. And like, and like, I went on a little, not a big binge, but their music's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually really good. And I liked, like, I was like, oh man, I might be a fan of these gals now, <laughs> yeah. because actually their whole family is in it, like. The two oh, sisters of the, the two sisters of the band are her real sisters in the or her sisters in the movie. They don't change even their names either. They play oh, wow. their they play their names, their real life names in the movie, and even their, their parents are actually in the movie as well as as their parents. <laughs> nice. Like her dad, their dad is just hilarious too. <laughs> yeah, and pure Paul Thomas Anderson ways, you know. That sounds good, yeah. And it's like it's it's funny too, because like it's it's a coming of age story too. Um, yeah. Where, I mean, the lead actors are a little goofy looking, like, 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 uh, like Hoffman they have, like, stars. And, yeah, like, like Hoffman's all acneed up, like real, and his teeth aren't like what you'd expect Philip Seymour Hoffman's son to be. Like, you figured he'd fix him up, but no. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no offense, of course, to him at all or anything. Right. Like, uh, the main gal of of it is is pretty, of course, very yeah. pretty, but but still like not movie star, like movie, yeah, unconventionally. Pretty. Yes, very, and like it's just really refreshing to see normal people in a movie. To be honest, like, yeah, that was one of the great things. It's it's. It's a fairly simple movie. There's not like a huge plot. Um, takes yeah. place in the '70s, coming of age. Um, yeah. And it's it's funny. It's like uh, so. It's I don't know how much you haven't seen it, so I can't. I don't want to I mean, say. I mean, it doesn't. I I gather that it's kind of more of like a slice of life type of thing. Yes, like definitely. Where 100%. it's like it's not really like a plot story, but it's more just kind of like like sequence like a series of sequences kind of yep yes okay. yeah it's just like that yeah cool all like, right like the main yeah. care it's like it's just it's like the, the the dichotomy of uh uh hoffman he, he's he's a teenager trying to be older than he is yeah uh you know he's somehow like i don't know how realistic it could like there's I mean, it's funny and awesome and great, but he starts businesses up and shit and successfully does it as a as a, as a kid, really. Um, 
it but takes gets... place in like the San San Fernando Valley, right? Yeah, Maybe. yeah, yeah. So it's possible that like he just happened to be in a in a you know a good good enough location, like. Oh, and he's char- charismatic as fuck. <laughs> like, oh, oh he, yeah, he, like help. he like oozes <laughs> charisma and like like that's why like like because one of the controversial points that's uh i mean no spoiler at all because it's said yeah, right in the it's beginning in the it's, it's their 10 there's a 10 age gap 10 year age gap he's 15 yeah. and she's 25 yeah so they kind of are mostly business partners for the most like he's of course pining for her and everything and yeah. there's always the buffering off from her from her end and everything but there's still jealousy yeah. on her end when he actually starts you know going for girls his age and Right. It's a little bit of back and forth, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, but I in, imagine, like in the time, in, particularly in the seventies, like where, like, because nowadays, like when it comes to like sex and relationships and stuff, people are a lot more open and vocal about it. But in the seventies, like it was like a different atmosphere, and a lot of things kind of went on un, like unsaid more often, yeah. and, and so like people would be thrown into these situations where like they weren't really sure how to feel or how to navigate or what was right what was it and so yeah and then just to finish it was like and then so yeah hoffman's i forget the cooper his yeah he's trying to be older and then it's like the other on the opposite end she's trying to you know relive her youth through him Mm, (laughs) It's, it's, it's funny as fuck there's just some funny scenes of her just looking at him just goofing off with his teenage friends and she's like oh, well, what am i doing but she still yeah. does it because she misses those days and like she's always constantly asking her sisters and friends is like do you think it's weird i'm hanging out with a 15 year old and, like, <laughs> and and they say like i don't know he's cool whatever he's cool <laughs> you know yeah so there's that and then yeah cool. i think i mean it's a solid pta movie probably way up there with for me like i love there will be blood of course um yeah but that's just a little hardcore serious yeah there will be definitely a hardcore movie this one so i'd probably put this boogie nights is up there too so boogie nights is really good (sighs) like punch drunk love i also really love magnolia i'm just gonna throw that out there personally i'm a big fan of magnolia yeah (laughs) so i'd put this one sorry sorry yeah Uh, yeah no worries i'd put i would put this one at least two or three tied maybe with boogie nights in different scenes because boogie nights is fucking hilarious and awesome but this one is just i love i love coming of age slice of life movies and i do too yeah and i'll say just there is one slight downfall which is just the literal last line of the movie they could have not done and would have been better they could have done everything up to it and i think it was even 80 yard it seemed like oh. and i don't know why he did it <laughs> and oh, you'll, it like, it was like bad like final lines that just didn't add anything or it didn't it didn't not add anything it just made it weird kind of like she uh. it, like you'll have to see it to understand it like it is the main complaint that people say besides the age gap thing which i think people are blowing out of proportion in my right. opinion, like yes, it's taboo, weird, awkward in a in a logical general sense, but like I mean, he's I've he's seen, not saying it's a good thing. He he never he's never saying that it's a good thing in the movie. And I mean, I've watched Harold and Maude. I've watched like Call Me by Your Name. Like I, 
I'm yeah. moving on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. um like I if I mean I I'm sure like if the final line in the movie is the girl turning to him and saying, Oh, I'm gonna fuck your brains out, I'm still probably gonna think it's a decent movie. So it's like, I, honestly, I'm not gonna suddenly hate yeah. it just because that's the last line or anything like that. So <laughs> it's it's close to that, but not that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, licorice pizza, man. Loved it. Loved it. All right. Well, I uh, I definitely would like to see it. I I um I think I'm just gonna I'm probably just gonna wait for it to come out on streaming more than likely. So just because I just yeah I just don't have the time at the moment, unfortunately, to go to the theater. (laughs) Andy's 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 being stingy with it too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Super short releases. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I know. That's Wes Anderson sort of does the same thing sometimes with his yeah. movies too. He'll like put them in a theater for like a half a week and then be like, "Oh, actually, I'll just put this here." Yeah. So, and it's just you know, those Andersons, up. something about them. <laughs> I know. Why doesn't Paul W. S. S. Anderson do that with his movies? Right. You know, he puts his movies in too almost... many theaters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he's he should swap out the Resident Evil movies for like yeah. other stuff in a while. Um all right. I think I think we're on number two. Right? Yep. Okay, cool. Uh so my number two, Spider Man No Way Home. Cool. Nice, yes, yes. Finally get all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I almost had it on my list, but yeah. Like, because I, 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 as much as I don't, I do love. Fuck, how am I? How to word? I, I love Spider Man. Yeah. So like, just that in general, and then this is a good take on it. Just it was good. I'll go, you go on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just like the. As a Marvel person, I like all the multiverse shit coming in. So. Oh yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I I liked it a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was gonna be on my list, but had to I just had to boot it. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> I loved it though. I can't like it, it would it would be high up there if I if I if I Yeah. Yeah. Another Zendaya one on the list, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. popping off that girl. Yeah. Yeah. And now I gotta get um, what's that? I I gotta I I need to actually start sit down and check out Euphoria because I heard yeah, that. Yeah, I really want to see that too. Yeah, I keep seeing stuff for that. Yeah, it looks really good. But yeah, Spider Man No Way Home. I think I liked it more than Avengers Endgame. I did. Yeah, Definitely. a lot yeah. less plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. I lo- it was probably my favorite Marvel movie so far. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, like, and I'll just, um, I just, and also just, of course, the <laughs> like, they did it. They brought back Toby and uh, yeah. Garfield. Like, goddamn. Yeah, I know. It's that was awesome. It was so good to see. They yeah. did the pointing meme thing. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was yeah, just fan was... service all the way. Really well done fan service shit too. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard like cheering in the theater in a long time either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of cheering. 
Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And everybody's in love with Andrew Garfield again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's like pushes to get Amazing Spider-Man 3 made. Yeah. And he was like, where also, the fuck were you 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, like, where, where were you, folks? And he was in that Tick, Tick, Boom movie he got nominated for. want to see I that. Actually, I did see it, actually. Um, it, it was good. It was really good. Uh, I didn't realize it was a musical. <laughs> it is a musical, but it's not It's not too... It, it's not, like... It doesn't overdo it, really, in my opinion. Yeah, I know how I am with musicals, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's not yeah, it's no, not I, cats, no I promise. No buttholes. Oh damn. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Once the butthole cut gets released, we have to do it. Yeah. But Somebody until then, no. Like fan create it. Like just superimpose buttholes on all of the characters. I'm sure or someone eventually yeah. will. Yeah, probably. I might have to be the one to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My number two choice. Um, it's another documentary. <clears throat> it's The Rescue. It's uh, have you have either of you seen this one or heard of it? No. Heard of it. Okay. Isn't it that Chilean? It's one, one or, or it's is it like? Mm-hmm. Oh, you go off. Yeah, I don't know. Um. It's the okay. So there was that that situation that happened several years ago, um, where there was that Thai soccer boys team. Yes, that got the soccer team the one. Yeah. yeah. So it's a documentary about the 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 rescuers who actually like went to go and like rescue these kids, and just how like the the whole process of like first first they had to like determine where these kids even were, you know, which that whole part was like a complicated process in and of itself. And then once they get to that point, they had to figure out like some sort of suitable strategy to actually get these kids from one place to another without them drowning. And it was like this whole complicated thing. And they ended up actually having to, um, well, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I'm sure if you've read all about the story, you know what they did, but like they eventually had to give the kids like a, like, I don't think this has been done before. They had to give these kids a combination of like, sedative and like ketamine and like transport them out of the caves Um, but they had to like give them an oxygen mask so they wouldn't like literally drown and and it was just this crazy thing and the way the film is made like they show so like like people were filming like themselves like during the the situation during the actual like rescue scenario but um the film also uses reenactment footage as well but you totally can't tell the difference between the two and i think they even had the original divers like play themselves in the reenactment footage and dive into the like those locations again like i they really like went like full on like comprehensive like from start to finish like everything that these divers did and it also they also the film like it also explores the like the personalities of the divers themselves and these divers are like like they're they're pretty shy people like they're not people type persons at all they're like pretty nervous sort of like nervous disposition type of like lonely strange guys living in, in thailand like you don't even know who the hell they are but like 
I just find it incredible that they that they like felt mo- that they all just sort of collectively felt motivated to like res- rescue like this group of kids in this this flooded cavern. Um, it's just it's just a really well done, really beautifully constructed documentary that just makes you feel like you're there, and it's very emotional. You the footage of them actually discovering the kids is is in this, um, and that part is is pretty scary because like when you see them, they're all they're really like they hadn't they hadn't been eating or anything so they look pretty bad you know they're all pretty thin and freaked out you know um but yeah it was a beautiful film i i would highly recommend it the rescue that's my number two choice yeah i've heard good things it's it's excellent i think i think it's also on disney plus i don't know what it is disney plus has been killing it with the documentaries lately because they own national geographic oh that's why (laughs) Ah, now I know your tricks. <laughs> oh, Disney. yeah, they just own everything now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. It's scary. <laughs> uh, such a bummer. Oh, and just to let you know, they don't talk about the whole Elon Musk like Twitter fight thing in this. That, oh. That's not in this. Just to guy. just to clear the air, Elon Musk does not get brought up. So, Good. Yeah, he doesn't need to. <laughs> Yeah, there's the he's not a part of the story. Like, yeah, that was an interesting thing, but it, it's it's irrelevant, you know. <clears throat> okay. Well, my number two was Pig. Nice. Like as I mentioned before, I loved it. Loved it, okay. loved it, loved it. Okay, excellent. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh what like i don't know what was your like initial reaction to it when you watched it well beautifully shot of course it was amazingly shot um i loved the pig of course yeah. <laughs> it's just so cute he had the just that connection with him and uh so i mean so hard because like you feel for him like it's like a dog basically like yeah it's like oh and then just the emotional tones of like the overall themes of like love and loss and companionship and that yeah. that was hit hit perfectly. The the uh shit. Where how do I even? I, I mean, I liked how like both Nicholas Cage like Nicholas Cage wasn't the only character that evolved. I feel like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid from dev patel i don't remember his name in the movie yeah i I forget what he was the kid from um hereditary um i don't remember what the actor's name is but um, is it not dev patel or is it someone else no it's not dev patel it's um let me see real quick yeah i'm not remembering um but i just being racist (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it oh alex wolf Oh, okay, that's right. All right, yeah, that's Alex right. Wolf. I remember it's, that. It's no. kind of that's easy. That's an easy name to forget. I feel like I know an Alex Wolf in my own life. Like that's kind of a that's. A, I feel like that's like a like a common name or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked like they, you know, he Nick Cage is a somewhat like in the beginning you don't really know what he is. He's just a loner out in the woods, and then yeah. he's just selling truffles to this kid with his pig uh uh it's, there's the kidnap which ensues the pl- which starts the plot um yeah and i just i love their the interactions with him with cage and alex um 
it, he's like so like he's tears down the pretentiousness of it. It's like in that first scene where they're driving out to go start asking around where the pig is he's listening to classic yeah. like not, not even classical music it's like uh some guy <laughs> speaking about classical music and why this will always stand the test of time and he right. just keep, cage just like keeps turning it off turning it off turning that was it off yeah. <laughs> and he's because he's so fed up with all that shit and like yeah and then, and then it's just like it's like just a beautiful thing. Like he says it eventually. I don't exactly remember when. He's just like, "All none of this is real. Like this, none of this is everything that because like that whole industry of being so pretentious with that food, with the that that stupid yeah. smoke shit is all bullshit. Like fuck that. Oh, guys. Like, like and then like these <laughs> like just him tearing down that industry as well is hilarious, or the movie tearing it down at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, you kind of think Nicolas Cage is going to do it, but really the, the film it has it's aiming for something higher than that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I loved loved the uh, the scene where he goes to that one restaurant. Like, like well, I also love that eventually he lets people know his name, and then like, yeah, the kid even knows who he is. And he's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then after that, he's he's just kissing his ass the whole time. He's like doing whatever he says. Like at first, he yeah. was giving him shit, just saying you're a loser hermit you wouldn't be nothing without me and then once he finds out who he is he's like oh my god <laughs> i thought that was hilarious yeah there were, um, i mean i felt like the movie even though the film did have a little bit more of a solemn feel it did have a little jabs of dark humor here and there mm -hmm. like not like too much though it was like yeah somewhat understated i guess and I, so what I liked that once he was going to ask more about, you know, they're they're on the search for the pigs, getting the pig getting clues. They go to that one restaurant, yeah, um, where he's talking to one of his uh, like trainees from way back when, who's now owns this crazy good five star restaurant. They yeah. like they set him up for free just because of who he is. <laughs> Nick Cage just puts a finger in one of his foods and doesn't yeah. really even eat it or anything, and. Just the interaction between him and that 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 uh that chef was amazing. <laughs> like yeah, could, like that actor, in my opinion, should get like a, even because he's only in that one scene, but he should have gotten easily a best supporting acting role, even yeah. if he was just in that one scene because of how he reacts to the things, the truth bombs Nick Cage was dropping. Like, yeah, come on. he was like, he was like goading him. Like, you know, this isn't what you want. What did you want? Like, how did you, and you see his face, like, like, like pure acting. His face is like so fake. And so I'm like, no, I love it. And then like slowly, yeah. slowly just starts deteriorating. And he's like, and he's like, he just blushed out. I wanted to have a pub. My, my special would be like some kind of, it was like some pub fry kind of concoction. I want like, I wanted to have two rooms up top where we can rent out. I just wanted a nice pub. With it. And he, you could just see just how he broke down. And yeah. Oh, that was, that was like one of my, that was my, I can't tell. Like that was it really that. And like the last scene was probably or the last, the climactic scene was, yeah, they're really just really good on that um yeah i mean i I really because like it did feel like the world of this film was lived in like it felt like because like it just in that one moment alone when he was like having to when he was choking up and reliving 
like the past and what he used to feel and what he wanted to do and stuff just in that like there was like that was a character that was really well written and then mm-hmm. like and nick cage just, was like just like he knew he was he's like a chef savant he memorized every dish he ever made so he knew exactly what that guy was about and like yeah that was really good too that was really interesting and i like that their relationship never never was like it never reached a point where it wasn't shaky like it was still shaky even in their last moments together like they never quite broke that ice mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah like and then like yeah i mean i don't know if you want to spoil the ending or not but like maybe i will because i i love the ending so i'll just go a little bit hit some plot points there was that uh the one thing that was a little weird was that fight club scene <laughs> oh and like it's like the underground sort of yeah because at that point in the film you're not even sure if nicholas cage's character is supposed to, is like a good guy or better if he's like yeah he like might have been a criminal at one point and then you kind of wonder like it, it's a little out of place i felt but it still was interesting as fuck to see yeah i liked i, mean, I liked how he he like knew like the under because it's underground the city of portland or seattle one of those two uh, yeah it was portland yeah. portland so like he was he just walked into some random restaurant started moving shelves around yeah. started crawling through a hole in the wall and and made it down to this weird ass kind of fight clubby scene where it wasn't a fight club but they were i don't know how what exactly it was but they were like you right. know we're getting new hires you would throw money down and people would just beat the shit out of you and see how long you could stand it was some kind of betting yeah. thing it, it was strange because it's because it, it it was also like retired cooks or something like yeah. that um yeah at that point you're still kind of trying to figure out what nick what the morality of the nicholas cage character is but you kind of reach a point in the film where it just it doesn't it doesn't even matter anymore like because like you still want him to get his pick back whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy like it's and so yeah like the the whole scene was was definitely quite the introduction toward Mm -hmm. like the second act of the film um you know and once it once you kind of get out of the dark underground stuff it's kind of when the film you know becomes more interesting on like a human level yeah yeah we see more of you know alex wolf's character's background his dad's like some kind of mafia guy Um, yeah and that stuff was really interesting too i love that shit like his his mom i don't we don't i don't not still not clear on because it's it's left ambiguous on purpose like yeah he said she committed suicide but we do see her in the vegetative state eventually so she may have tried and just ended up that way yeah Um, that part's kind of vague yeah yeah and he and uh alex wolf he mentions like when just over a conversation he's having with cage that uh your dish is what led to my parents falling in love like they had this amazing night with your dish which then eventually leads to the climax of the movie of right the quote-unquote showdown it was so good dude oh so good uh like you see him doing like and i i kind of i was actually kind of surprised i don't i mean i don't think a lot of people were but i was because i was just like oh he's just he's making a dish with his with his mafia dude's son who knows where the pig is because he said i'm not he wasn't telling you you can either get out here or i'll kill it yeah you know whatever and uh they make a dish um and I thought it was going to be like Nick Cage showing up, 
to his his dad saying see your son's not worthless like you think he is he's he made this dish he picked out this wine he's he he has some potential you're you're treat you're a bad dad dude but it wasn't even it wasn't even that it was it was that like on like they didn't say that but that's you know implied at least and then like right the actual hit was that he they made the dish that his dad fell in love with his mom with and you see him take a bite and he's like oh no yeah because now he knows like yeah he sips the wine and like he just starts crying and i started crying and bawling i was like oh they're doing this fuck this is so good yeah and then he just gets up and leaves and like oh so good yeah and like and and then it just comes to that confrontation back in the, the the that is just amazing where like you find out that the tweakers actually yeah. mishandled the pig and it died anyway and yeah which is and and the then, rest of the movies yeah you think like, you're still out. you're still kind of wondering is nick cage gonna snap here but no he just breaks down cries uncontrollably sobs for the loss yeah. um, which again i something's skipping i mean i'm spoiling the whole fucking movie but it's like <laughs> It's well, it, it, the pig is also this, the reason why he kind of got out of the biz is the loss of his wife, and that yeah. was you know the pig was his only connection to that. Um, so yeah, yeah, and he's like, exactly. And he's there's like a scene where why like Alex asks why we can just get another pig there yeah and he's like no I I love that pig yeah and it, and it was like oh no he loves his wife it's all that kind of stuff and it's yeah. Just like, it really wasn't even about the pig's like truffle hunting abilities. I mean, it was a truffle pig, but it's yeah. like it wasn't the fact that the pig was so good at hunting truffles that yeah, it, he it, even it says I he, that. Yeah. he says I don't need I don't even need the pig. Yeah. And, and he asks, like, well, then why are we doing this? Is because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Well, do you fuck it? No, I don't fuck my pig. <laughs> <laughs> Which of course they had to ask that question. You know, yeah. You know. And like, yeah, um, Nick Cage actually finds the truffles on his own, really, by the moss that grows on trees and shit. Yeah. And, and the movie ends great. Like they both grew up, moved on. He's just, like it ends with, you know, Nick Cage, you know, I'll take a walk back. Sure it's like yeah. 10 miles. And he's like, Yeah, see you on Thursday. So they're continuing yeah. their relationship and Alex Wolf kind of chills in his car and starts yeah. crying and this feels like a failure because yeah. <laughs> he screwed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage listens to the song that is like that his former wife like, recorded. Uh-huh. Oh, that scene was yes. beautiful as well. Yes. And yeah. like and then I love to just like because at the beginning you see him cooking up some kind of stew. It doesn't necessarily look crazily appetizing, right? Like, yeah, it's just like something that someone would cook over a campfire. But right. after, once you see like how good of a chef he is, you see the the panoramic of his uh, of his little shed, and then yeah. you see all his cooking utensils perfectly lined up like an actual chef. Everything's in order, even though the rest of his fucking sheds is mess. But yeah. his cooking thing, he's like, oh, I bet that fucking stew in the beginning was dank. <laughs> yeah, it, und- undoubtedly. And it's just so cool how, like, the film sort of shifts your overall, like, perception of the of the character. Like, from being, like, this reclusive, dirty, strange, you know, 
fella in the middle of nowhere to like this this guy who's left at the end with really nothing but his thoughts and trying to kind of sort out like why he has to keep sacrificing things that he loves in his life it's just yeah and you, the, and you, you also just get the idea that he's actually moving on you know he's yeah. like he accepted the loss he's like you yeah. know see, I'll see you next thursday man yeah the shining little sliver of light it's yeah beautiful yeah. movie it was you saw that one zach right yeah yeah excellent um rambled on a little bit about that well it's, it's, it's i had to. to i mean it's pain, i had you know? to like, <laughs> i had yeah. to yeah no it was it was, honestly it's really an excellent film uh, well i never won as big <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <funny. laughs> nice <laughs> it's awesome yeah i loved it i didn't expect it like i said earlier i was expecting crazy cage yeah same but it looks I, the part <laughs> yeah luckily i was in the mood for this and yeah yeah I was in the mood when I, I was in the right mood when I watched it as well. It just hit all the right. Oh notes. yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, we can't lavish the praises enough. It's it just see it. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievably good. Yeah. No, no. I wish I didn't spoil it for any listeners, but <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. If, if you, uh, well, you know, whatever. You can. Put it's it still together. good to see. It's like, yeah, like just everything yeah. about it is still good to see, even if you know the plot. That's yeah, Nick, Nick Cage's best performance in a long time, probably. Yep. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, good number number one choice. Um, Did you have anything number... more to say about it, or just? Oh, really? I know I went on long, so yeah. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, no, I stole sorry. your thunder. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I, don't overall... I don't elaborate much, so you good. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Whenever you feel the need. Um, okay, so yeah, my number one choice for my favorite film that came out last year is 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 Tatain. Um, yeah, that's that's where yeah. I thought you'd put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, like with a lot of French films, the one thing that kind of bums me out about a lot—not all French movies, but a lot of French movies—I feel like tend to go out of their way to sort of put the audience at an emotional distance. But this film did the exact opposite, like, um, at least for me. Because like, like at the beginning, you know, like you're this girl, like you're still not really, obviously like you don't really like what she's doing, but at the same time, like you still like want to see like what happens and where, like what, like what's like, what's going to happen to her next. I mean, cause she, you know, she becomes pregnant and like by having sex with a with a car okay so i guess i'll just i'll just sort of explain the film real yeah you can't can't go past that yeah Yeah, you have to mention that yeah i mean i I mean really that's that is sort of the the most unusual thing about the main plot but okay so this girl when she's a kid she gets into a car accident and she ends up having a like a titanium plate put in her head and you know so then it jumps ahead she's like 18 19 20 years old she's like some 20 year old girl i i i lost track of the ages i but it is kind of important for like later on in the plot um but 
so she is now sort of a uh, like a model and she's doing like a um, sort of a like as you see her as an adult she's like dancing she's like a dancing model um but she's also like a serial killer and um in the midst of like killing people and modeling she fucks a car and then gets pregnant um then after that happens you know she starts to kind of like discover uh oh like people are like on her trail and uh are starting to kind of get a reading on her so she has to kind of shift she has to change her identity so she um decides to basically uh she she assumes an alter alternate personality of like of, of a child that went missing I some years ago, like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I forget how many years ago it was, this this father's um, son went missing. And um, so she basically, she cuts her hair and dresses like the son and shows up at this guy's ashes her face in yeah she <laughs> she mangles her face to that was the, to, the most body horror part of i think it's yeah, just that, smashing her face on a sink that was pretty nasty yeah and like she basically like she her face looks different now so she shows up at the guy's house and the father so this is when the film starts to get really emotionally complex because the father like on one hand like it's kind of you can understand why like he might want to like believe that this person is his lost son and that like by like bringing him in like he can somehow like reclaim what was lost but then on the other hand you can also sort of maybe wager the possibility that this person that this is a guy who has been, has been so devastated by the loss by the loss of his son that he kind of foregoes reason and sort of like doesn't really care that this person yeah. is his son or not like he just you know wants that void to be filled yeah you kind of get that i i think you kind of pick up on it i think he kind of knows maybe from the start yeah <laughs> there's like little hints here and there yeah and um but then there's also certain ways he reacts to certain things that sort of maybe suggest that maybe he doesn't know but then it could also do, be due to his sort of own sort of drug-induced stupor that he's kind of become accustomed to because he's depressed you know so naturally he's sort of descended into a state of like steroid usage and uh, he also he's involved in like a vo like a volunteer firefighter team and yeah the film just it starts to sort of just drift into like this dreamy slipstreamy type of style where like you have like him navigating, like trying to like figure out the situation with him and this lady who's adopted his son's personality or persona or whatever. You have these people at the station and kind of how like he's relating this mysterious stranger to them. You have these these like this the the dance scene in particular where like you have just like these two worlds kind of existing you know and like you have like the father who's still like grieving and even like suicidal and then meanwhile she's also having to hide the fact that she's pregnant as well which is something that obviously like her son like probably like wasn't capable of doing but you know there is like one scene where you kind of like 
you see like one picture of his son he's like this boy dressed up like a girl so maybe like there's like that question but you never really quite yeah. find out and yeah. she and like just by happenstance too she puts on that same dress yeah like, and then like he says he, he like takes out the picture and shows her and i was like i knew it was you and yeah she just got lucky in my opinion <laughs> exactly and then like and at some point there even comes a point where she starts to sort of push back a little bit and he he kind of doesn't let her he kind of like sort of traps her a little bit in a, in a weird sense although it's a little bit more psychological like it's not like he's trying to like be brutal about it or anything like that it's more just she recognizes the fact that he's like lost and so and that like like he's kind of dependent on her now but she also is like you know assuming this identity and all this other shit and she's also dealing with the complications of her pregnancy which you know naturally since she's giving birth to a little titanium uh baby uh creature thing i was Uh, wondering what was gonna come out if it was gonna be just a car (laughs) because she's like you know like it's you know pregnancy stuff instead of like you know uh lactation it's motor oil coming motor out oil, <laughs> yeah. it's coming out of her crotch and she's in a lot of pain it's cutting through her belly it's all kinds of gross it's awful you know like i it's like the pains of pregnancy you know are definitely uh certainly on display here i i guess you could say and um, sped up too <laughs> like, yes yes it, it happens a lot faster and um you know, then eventually it just reaches the climax where eventually she she gives birth, and of course, you know, tragically she dies in the process. And you know, this guy who um, she's pretending to be the the child of, you know, she he basically like helps deliver the baby and cradles it in its arms. It's this really beautiful, like moving scene where, like, because over the course of the film, you know. I mean, she's already lost and screwed up beyond all reason. She's just kind of, you know, like a like a lost soul who's like a floating disembodied head who's, you know, assuming this identity for just for her own circumstances. But for him, he's actually somebody who's like really, you know, truly lost somebody and doesn't know what to do and, you know, is like desperate to kind of reclaim, you know, what it was that was gone. And you know, at the end, it just kind of brought all that to like the perfect crux. And I was so like, just, I was just so, so moved by it. And I, I really, really loved that, loved that film, like a lot. Like it just, it's just one of those films where like I sat through it, it felt like such a serious like experience. And I was just left feeling so many different thoughts and emotions. And um, yeah, that's, it's like, it's why I see movies, you know, to, to have those experiences. So nice yeah so that's my number one yep okay my number one is a bit of a cheat i did did mention that i might put a series on it it it, okay it is uh midnight mass nice i think that works it's it's because it is just a one-off series it's not like a continuing series it's a whatever they call those mini Mini series yeah yeah but it's only like it's like eight six to eight episodes so it's just like a lord of the rings extended cut whatever fits in my book (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah i want to see that have either of you seen it so no not yet so i guess Um, i won't get too far because it is i recommend it so well and like it's just 
so good I, and i don't want to like and i won't spoil it for this at all so i'll just give the brief rundown of it's about um the main character who in the in the beginning of the, the like the first episode first scene uh he gets in a a drunk driving accident um and happens to kill somebody during it and he's locked away for a few years uh he was a very successful guy uh just a business i forget exactly what but he was really successful doing all that partying lifestyle of a successful businessman but after doing this spending time in prison he lost everything he's not going to be able to get a job due to his background now so he has to move back to his family's his his family which is on a it's it's a it's an island off the coast of washington state or something or port or oregon i think it's just one of those yeah, two. whichever i always i get those two confused but it's that same it's yeah northwestern it's just a, it's a random a random tiny island with a few hundred inhabitants it's oh. like going it's like nothing's happening everyone's stuck there um you know mostly fishing people and then um it it's about it's heavy religious tones as you could probably guess from the title um which is something i'm always interested in like that's why one of my favorite bits of you know the mist which i generally mm-hmm. cite as my favorite movie um it has a lot of those themes of just religious zealots going nuts and and that's not even the horror well it is part of the horror part but like I don't want to spoil like the actual cool shit. <laughs> yeah. But there's that. Um, and then it, and then he has like this this nihilistic kind of attitude about what is life. And there's, you know, there's some beautiful monologues between him and his like, I don't know. She's she, like high school lover kind of. They grew up right. on that island. She she came back because of wanting to just come back uh help her mother out yeah um no not actually no not even her mother it was she just came back and just to live a different life than what she was doing she she became pregnant she wanted to come back and do all that kind of stuff and yeah they have a deep conversation about what is like one of my favorite scenes is just a long 20 minute like back and forth dialogue between their differing views of what is life what happens when you die you know and it's just it's just amazing like it's it is it is a slow burn type of film like series for sure until like the end where it where it pays off as in fucking dividends but (laughs) And like, I, even like my theming of like horror and stuff too. Like the actual monster is awesome. Like it's perfect. I loved it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the it. director. Yeah, he does some great shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually interested to see. He did um, Ouija two. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it has it has it has better reviews. Yeah, it's it's like a. It has better reviews than the first one, and they actually yeah. say it's good because of him. Because I guess he got he got pretty full reign of what he wanted to do with it. He's like, I don't want to do this, but if I have to do this, I'll yeah. do it my way. <laughs> it's he actually never heard. Squatted it. Or no, he the suicide squad. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And it's apparently That's pretty funny. good. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I I want to see it. I Yeah, and I, this was a this was like his baby project too, like even oh, before the Haunting of the Haunting yeah. of uh film. Like they even have a little bit they have like uh, little snip clues like there's um like in one of them someone's holding a book of the midnight mass so okay. he's been working on it for a while and it's a mm, delicious movie <laughs> oh uh, yeah i'll definitely or not i mean delicious series i guess but yeah. pretty much a movie in my opinion yeah. I, well honestly like mini series in my view counts as movies like i i've put i feel like i've put a mini series on a list i think i put the pacific on a list and i think i almost put like I think I might have almost put on and put that we we are who we are series on one list. I don't, but um, yeah, I'd say mini series should count. So in the future, we'll rectify that. We'll say mini series count. That's yeah, just, just an extended cut. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just boom, yo, mini series count, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right, midnight mass. Well, these were pretty solid lists gentlemen um i pretty much said all my honorable mentions throughout the <laughs> throughout the episode so yeah me too um yeah I'll, I'll go over i'll quickly blast out some oh yeah um well judas and the black messiah i think i mentioned yeah. but again yeah. that was a weird one um oh one i was the number 10 i was gonna put for i mentioned earlier for the locale was werewolves within Oh, that's oh good. nice! That's you good. saw that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I you see, see it, Justin? That. Not yet. It's a it's like a uh, comedy. It's a horror comedy that's technically based off a video game, actually. Yeah. That Ubisoft put out, but it's it's the it's which is just a video game version of you know that social party game Werewolf. Yeah. Uh, or Mafia, this the two in the right. same kind of thing, and it plays yeah. out that same way too. It's like. Uh, like I didn't because I didn't really look I, I knew it was based on a game but then I right. started saying wait werewolves within they're trapped they're all kind of you know it's a whodunit who's the werewolf it's so yeah. it's like, wait is this I paused halfway through to look up the game further like oh okay this makes a lot more sense now it is because yeah. it felt so much like like people just playing that game that's so um, funny and then suddenly you weren't confused anymore <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh and it takes place in vermont <laughs> oh excellent. excellent yeah always happy to hear yep um last night in soho uh candy man oh by the way did you like last night in so soho yeah I, I enjoyed it oh, okay i i had mixed feelings about it. i think it I needed, wasn't great but I liked yeah it. i yeah i, I we, have you watched it yet zach not yet okay uh well, yeah, we'll we'll wait to talk about that one. But I'm I'm glad you liked it, Nick. I I, yeah. I would probably like it if I watched it again. So. Um, I don't know when I watched this. It may have been even further back. Kid Detective. Oh yeah, you talked. Yeah, I I you talked about that on the show once, and I, I think actually, I must have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was did. this year or not, but yeah, <laughs> it's a you 2020 did. film, so yeah i whenever you did i i do remember you brought it up and i i did watch it based on your recommendation and i um, i really liked it a lot actually <laughs> it's really good like, yeah um i'll say two more there's a couple words on these ones uh the medium okay. uh it's a thai horror film 
yeah. I, I watched it uh last night it took me a while i ended wow. up at like three in the morning finishing it but yeah it was it's a it's like a mockumentary horror about um it's kind of like uh the exorcist meets blair witch yeah so it's like an like an exorcist movie mostly about possession oh, cool. demons exorcism uh okay. follows follows like a medium and it's through the lens of a documentary yeah um, and it's really it's good it was actually real creepy and scary and shit like there are you know a couple jump scares but they work yeah um it has the typical kind of grudgy little girl creepy demon crawling around yeah um and jump scares they can work they just have to yeah. pay off like they they can be done well it's just most of the time they get abused <laughs> yeah and the way they do it too is since it's a documentary they like they hide some cameras around her house because she's getting out causing trouble and so okay. kind of she's it's like, called the medium the medium yep okay and yeah that's just really good <laughs> and then like it just devolves into like the camera like i don't no i'll just let you finish or watch it but i'll just say it's okay the crew does take a part in the movie too so that was fun nice. <laughs> all right excellent and then and then just the oh. last quick one yeah um were you gonna say something before that or uh, oh i was just gonna quickly say um one i didn't mention um yeah, if you want to see a good performance, uh, I recently watched Red Rocket. Um, oh shit! I was gonna see that one today, yeah. but it was a little too long. I would have cut. Yeah, I mean, into this, yeah. It there's not really much to say about the plot. Um, you know, it's kind of another one of those movies about like just sort of like you know screwed up poor people. I mean, it, uh, Sean Baker's a lot of his movies tend to be about that type of thing. You know. Um, but uh simon rex does a really good job in the in the lead role honestly like he he's he kind of makes the movie like like worth watching like he's kind of what propels yeah. it um yeah i really wanted to see it for this but i just couldn't fit it in yeah it's it's really good um right. i i liked it, it, it like the it mostly like i said for the performance um like if you like um like the florida project and tangerine um i wouldn't say it's as good as those but it, it was still it's worth it's worth seeing or so. 824 yeah i think so mm -hmm. <laughs> yep it was yeah yeah um, real real quick uh the last duel i liked it almost mm. put it on the list but had yeah to it. and then one real one other thing was the mads nicholson i mentioned earlier writers of justice oh like okay. i, I the thing is it was good and like the reason like i so it would have been a good movie for us to watch on our main feed <laughs> like <laughs> but i i wouldn't have ever you know recommended it because i thought it was gonna it's i mean it is good yeah but it's just also so strange like it's two different yeah. movies basically in one it's a revenge flick but also a comedy a weird out of place comedy mads nicholson yeah. um his his wife and and daughter i believe even no his his wife dies in just this accident this train accident um and it's implied that it was a mafia kind of hit because there was going to be some testimonials that a, a snitch was going to be on that was riding on the same train as his wife and the train yeah. just blow the train gets into an accident so people people think and he thinks that uh 
it was a mob hit and that he wants to go, you know, uh, get revenge on these mobsters. Yeah. So there's that. And and it, it's uh-huh. also, and then there's the comedy of like these kind of nerds that are doing analytical shit. They're that get fired from their jobs. One of them's on the train, but like only like like it gets like sliced in half the train basically, and he lives, and he he, and he feels guilty because he gave up his seat for his wife to sit down. Okay. And so he hunts out Mads Mikkelsen and kind of says, "I think this." He gives the idea that it was the hit. Yeah. So I'm explaining it way too much for something that I just want to finish up real quick. But I'll say that yeah, it's that. It's some cool fights, but it's also weirdly funny and just out of place and something like they'll have some real straight up, like uh, intense, serious dialogue punctuated by a fucking comedy line at the very end. That's just so out of place. And it's like, I was like, what the fuck is that for? And there's also it's a day. It's like another Danish Denmark movie. Um, okay. so there's definite a bunch of jokes that just even just fly over your head like straight up referential jokes that i didn't get yeah Um, (laughs) and there's like two endings to it as well so i honestly believe in my opinion that it was like possibly shot for two different like we're gonna make this movie one way or the other like it's either gonna be this comedy action comedy or this revenge revenge movie but they just kept it all they just kept it all in cut nothing out and put it out because there's two endings one's serious and dramatic and one is hilarious and fucking stupid (laughs) and it's really strange it it is and it would have been a great movie to do on the on this on the show but it was like it was it was on my radar but it looked good so i couldn't have like necessarily maybe i'll check it out and then it ended up being something different yeah yeah it's good though yeah well can't be too bad if it's got him in it, I guess. But, yeah, hmm. that's about it for me. Okay. What about you, Zach? Uh, let's see. I had Psycho Gorman. Oh, yeah, Psycho Gorman. <laughs> that Corey, was funny. Corey Power yeah. Rangers, basically. Yeah, <laughs> with a crazy, crazy girl. Yeah. Um, let see, Malignant. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Had a Black Friday. It's like a zombie movie set on Black Friday. Uh, Bruce Campbell, Michael Jai White. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sounds pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Raging Fire, uh, Benny Chan's last movie. Oh, okay. With uh, Donnie Yen. Yeah, was that that was good? Yeah, it was a little long, but still pretty okay. good. All right. Yeah, I was curious about that. The last matinee, the slasher that takes place in a theater is pretty fun. Oh yeah, I um yeah I I I did actually um I I did see that one. That was that was I forget when I saw it, but um. Yeah, that one actually was really cool. Um, the the effects in it were like pretty gnarly. Like they were pretty yeah. old school, but um, like the whole thing with the eyeballs, and stuff, like yeah, that was good though. Yeah, I think uh, the recipe already mentioned. <laughs> yeah, 
it's, it's like various things. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I think that I think that about does it. I think we've we've list we've listed the films that we dug from last year. Anybody got a got a worst? Um, the scary of sixty first was pretty awful. Oh, okay. I I bought yeah. that one. Oh, you did. I haven't um, watched it yet, but I mean, you 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 might like it, but honestly, uh, pretty bad. <laughs> Like, it's hard to it's hard to explain why it's bad like i i could try to explain it to you but like it wouldn't make sense unless you saw it like because i could just say like oh it's just it's cheap and poorly made but like it but it's not really even that that makes it bad it's more just like it just how uninteresting i, I don't know you'd have to see it to understand it's just frustrating Nothing happens it. until like the last ten minutes, and it the ending I've seen in like a million other movies. Like, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's mine would be. Movie, so. uh, mine would be Halloween Kills. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I would agree. That one was pretty down there for me. So. Mine was one called Hell on the Shelf. <laughs> it's a, if you see the the poster it looks like it's a killer like toy elf movie cool it was right. nothing like that <laughs> it was like a found footage like ghost hunters type movie nothing oh, no. to do with an elf basically <laughs> it was one of the worst movies i've ever seen oh, oh man. <laughs> i wouldn't even make you guys watch it on the show it's that bad <laughs> oh, yeah well i've been tempted to choose a few that i that look pretty bad but i've like i've I, part of me almost wants to choose that movie karen at some point but i i don't think i ever will just because i just i don't know i've heard nothing but terrible things about it so and i i don't know i kind of want to try that i kind of want to find movies that like could be bad but also could be good like you know that are like maybe have low ratings but then you look at how many people have rated it and it's only like 14 people or something it's like uh eh, maybe those 14 people don't know shit you know <laughs> Th those are the kind of movies i'm gonna i'm gonna try to dig up i think <laughs> so. um oh and speaking of which i guess i guess maybe we should probably like talk uh talk about our choices for uh for the next the next time we 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 gather around to record yep. a podcast episode. Yeah. So do either of you guys want to go first or should I go first? You can go first, sure. All right, I'll go first. All right, I don't know anything about this one. Um, it's from 1997. It's called Love God. Love God. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know anything other than I know enough to know that I have to see it. And that's all really I have to say. It's on YouTube. Okay. So. <clears throat> uh, mine, I'm going to do nothing but trouble. Oh, goody. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> I've all just, 
Yeah, it's kind of notorious. <laughs> yeah, heard of it for sure. Yeah, I've seen that one. But I'll watch it again for you guys. <clears throat> Dan Aykroyd's in it, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. So get get your Dan Aykroyd hard hat on, you know. That guy. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um, mine is a 1987 movie called Uninvited. Uninvited. Okay. Cool, 1987. All right. So I think there are a few uninvited movies, but but this one is is in particular is just titled Uninvited. Yes. Does it happen to have a cat on the poster? Yes. Okay. Ooh, I like <laughs> I like movies about cats. Uh, I think Vinegar Syndrome put that one out. Uh, uh, uh oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a little nervous. <laughs> no, I, I actually do like. The, the thing about Vinegar Syndrome is that, like, the, their movies, they're never quite what you expect them to be. Like, you watch them and you think they're going to be something, and then they just they do something different. You know? Yeah. So sometimes it's for the better, and then sometimes it's for the worse. So we'll we'll see. All I know is that this won't just be a movie about a cat. There's going to be a twist. I just don't know yeah. what that twist will be yet. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, goodness. Well, in the meantime, okay, so Uninvited from 1987, uh, Love God from 1997, and wait, what was the one you chose? The Nothing, oh, nothing but trouble. trouble from 1992? 1992? 91. 19, 1991. Tupac Shakur's film debut. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't even know he was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. He definitely. Yeah. He's got a role. Yeah. I've I'm actually been, kind of. St- oh what? I've always been curious about this one. Yeah, I'm actually sort of stoked to rewatch it. Like this, because <laughs> I want to know if it's as bad as I remember it being. You know, I'm just. I'm very curious. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I hope you enjoyed our jam-packed episode of a couple of flicks. And yeah, we we shall see you all later. Have a good night. Have a good one. See ya.